morning and welcome to Dairy Farmers Park for the, well, what is a top-of-the-table clash, but it's the top of the Northern, Northern Football, Northeast Australian Football League Conference. Southport Sharks up against second place in the Eastern Conference, the Queanbeyan Tigers. Craig Gravel, Michael Neeson and Mal Prentice with you to call all the action. And it was like a, a two-week wedding after the Port Adelaide took a huge victory over the Carlton Blues because, Niso, you've been celebrating it up. We've finally got you back in the commentary box. And, uh, well, it's good to have you back. Yeah, thank you, Craig. It's great to be back. Uh, Apologies for my absence. It wasn't celebrating a Port Adelaide victory. It was just some, uh, some family things that have been uh, going on the last couple of weekends. But I've obviously missed a couple of great rounds. Uh, the Queanbeyan Tigers uh, beating Ainsley two weeks ago. And I guess having 40 minutes of fantastic football against the Swans last week. And this week's going to be a big test for the Queanbeyan Tigers. But if they can transfer that 40-minute period between the second and the, uh, the last quarters last week into... Uh, a bit longer this week, they're half a chance. And when you look at the conditions out here today, it's bitterly cold, it's wet, it's going to be greasy underfoot. The ball will spend a lot of time on the ground. It'll be interesting to see what our northern friends, uh, how they cope with conditions out here, Craig, because I reckon this is a great leveller today. Yeah, speaking to one of the Southport officials here earlier, and he's looked at me and gone, bit cold. I said, cold? This is beautiful, mate. And uh, interesting, though, the Southport Tigers, the opponents today, seven of their players in the rep side, that doll-conquering northern conference team that absolutely uh, took the sword to the Eastern Conference a few weeks ago. Last week... They lost to Redland, who's running fifth in that Northern Conference, and they lost by a point, uh, just didn't turn up to play. You'd have to think they've come down here and they will want whatever points they can pick up from this cross-conference match. For the Tigers, well, you're exactly right. It was 40 minutes of football last week, and unfortunately the Swans, they decided to play all 80 and uh, that was the difference. The Swans uh, gave them an opportunity in the third quarter and the Tigers were up and running, but in the end it was just that bridge too far. And as we go down to uh, boundary level, and I think it might be tin shed level for Mal Prentice this afternoon as the rain, it looks like it's abated down there, Mal. And, of course, one of the uh, things is the delay, so perhaps Mal hasn't uh, quite caught up with us yet, Niso. But uh, interesting today that the uh, jumper being presented to Ben Walsh, the 36 jumper who uh, will be making his debut in the senior side for the Tigers this afternoon. The two ins, both the uh, big Ws, Walsh and Watts from last week's match. Yeah, good luck to... Young Walsh, and obviously Watts as well. He's had a, a little bit of um, first grade experience, but uh, to the uh, to the deputant, we wish him the very best. I'm sure he's got some people here supporting him. And uh, as we talk, there does seem to be the rain coming down. I, I'm pretty excited about today's game, Cray, because I think if it was dry conditions, you'd be thinking, given that uh, Southport got turned over last week in a shock against Redland, they'd come out firing. And there's no doubt when they left Queensland, they would have been fired up. But I reckon when they stepped onto uh, ACT terra firma and saw the conditions outside, you just wonder how that's affected them mentally. Mm. Um, you know, they won't be used to uh, well, they conditions would, like this. They would be, the humidity up there would give them that greasy conditions, but this is cold, 
and slippery, which is a lot different to the humid, greasy sort of conditions that uh, they are used to. But uh, one of the interesting things, having a, having a chat to the officials, they said, uh, talking about the North Eastern Australian Football League and what it's done for football up north. In fact, uh, the NEAFL Northern Conference is running the uh, first grade and reserve grade competitions. So the Southport are actually competing in the NEAFL first and reserve grade competitions and then there's the Pineapple Cup which runs under that and uh, they said one of the great things about what the competition's done up in Queensland and around that Southport area is it's really generated a lot of extra interest in football up in that part of the world they're now getting uh, you know 150 to 200 people to come and watch a game which uh, before this competition it was sort of the blind man and his seeing eye dog was the uh, literally the crowd at the game so they're they're full of praise for what the AFL has done now in lifting the standard one of football competition in that region and two in getting people interested in local footy up there oh look and you, you look at Southport they're an absolute powerhouse of Queensland football and have been for some time I did a bit of research on them just so listeners don't think we uh, we lock to a game and call it they just that's how I work. <laughs> it's not how you and Mal work. No, no, look, I did a bit of research on them um, over the net and they were founded in 1961 and they entered the Quaffle in 1983 and flags have just seemed to follow this club. They won uh, first and reserves grade grand finals in their first year of the Quaffle in 83. They've been premiers 85, 87, 89, 90, 92, 97, 98, 99, 2000. We all remember the 2002 tragedy in Bali which affected their football club and they bounced back with 05 and 06 premierships. So they've had a huge um, amount of success in the Queensland competition. They haven't won a flag, obviously, in the, in the newly formed league. It's only uh, in its early days yet, but this will be a very, very big test for the Queanbeyan Tigers. And if you have a look at some of the body sizes out there, Craig, they're big bodies. They are some big boys, which may not be ideal in today's conditions. All right, we'll go down to Mount Prentice as uh, ahead of the bounce here. It's Weymouth in the ruck for the Southport Sharks up against Neil Irwin for the Tigers. Niso with the bounce. It's a good bounce by the umpire. Neither Ruckman really favoured, but the big fella in Weymouth goes over the top, picked up by Jolliffe from the Queanbeyan Tigers. The Tigers appear to be kicking to the club end, out to the outer wing. Dickinson gets the kick, but he's tackled. So it's not a great kick for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Met subtly there by Quaid. Back to Dickinson. Picked up now by the Southport player in Daniel. Around the corner. Loose man there on the wing is Marlon. Marlon. Goes to the half-forward line. Tiger player goes to ground. Ball comes. There'll be a lot of football on the ground today. Slippery conditions. Players going to ground pretty easily. There's a bit of a pack forming on the half-forward line for Southport. Ball finally tries to break free. Picked up now by Jarks. He's tackled immediately. He's pretty red-hot early. Picked up now by Baxter, one of the better players for Southport. He's kicked 28 goals this season, so he's going to be one player that the Queensland Tigers will have to watch. Mal, down boundary line. What's those conditions like? Yeah, good day, Craig. Good day, Niso. Uh, pretty damp underfoot. The uh, ground pretty slippery, so you might see a lot of ball ups through the game today. 
Thanks very much, Mal Prentice. As the uh, ball was thrown in and immediately the uh, Tigers set to the uh, sword and Irwin is tackled. Ball up to take place, still inside, tacking 50 in front. Neeson, uh, uh, Irwin getting the tap away, gets it only as far as Pope. He has a scrubby handball back outside 50. Southport bomb it back in, but Tigers there in numbers. They spoil the ball over the boundary line, just 15 metres away from Southport. Attacking goal, one and a half minutes into this match at Dairy Farmers brought to you by your Tigers Club www.tigersclub.com.au Got to find a lot of ball on the ground today boundary umpire throws it in it's in the Southport forward line Irwin tries to hack it off the ground does so on the second attempt Lux of fortune and falls in the hands of Dickinson out of sight half back line goes to the lead strong lead good contest there by the two players Queanbeyan Tiger play. I'm not trying to pick who that might have been, but he attacked the foot. He might be Manny, and the ball is out of bounds. Out of sight here at Derry Farmers Park. Just a tick over the two-minute mark. Interesting point there. Weymouth, the Ruckman, just staying in the centre of the ground here. Irwin's been going back doing the defensive work early. So it'll be interesting to see how they run their Ruckman. It's the Tigers getting the clearance this time. Big kick forward by Conroy up towards 50, but there was hands in the back, and the free kick is going the way of the Tigers as Manny. Immediately with a hand pass, gets the ball on quickly now, looking for Fruin, but he just doesn't attack the ball, and the mark is taken down there in the last line of defence by Mills. He'll get to set up now with a short kick to kill as the Southport Tigers start to run. Yeah, really not good football there from Fruin. He really should have attacked the foot. He could have taken a mark or at least brought the ball to ground. Ball's in the hands of Baxter. Goes to the lead of the Ruckman in Weymouth. Half forward line for Southport. Not the most uh, effective handball, but he gets it back in the 1-2. Kicks it now, does Weymouth towards the goal square. Pack forms at the back of the pack. Southport go off the ground. That was by Hughes, but the ball hits the left behind post. So we are three minutes in here at Dairy Farmers Park. Neither team has scored, but we could see a very low-scoring game here today. And early goals while the ball is as dry as possible could be crucial. Tigers had a big win in the under-18s as they work to clear it now out of their back line. This time the kick that time the kick away just scrubbing across the ground by overs and it's out of bounds 50 metres away from Southport attacking goal but Queanbeyan big winners in the under-18s 9-5-59 in a strong performance over East Lake 3-3-21. Yeah good work by the young fellas. They're doing uh, very well so far and uh, one of the favourites for the Premiership. But I want to tell them that as Southport get the ball via Baxter. He's been prominent early. Good work there by the Ford. Oh, he had a bit of an airy. Did, yeah, that was uh, Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, went to kick the ball. Pretty much missed everything. May have hit a shoelace, but that's about it. But Tigers need to start to look at some of these players already. Baxter is being very prominent early for Southport. Rucks go at it again. Irwin's from behind. Gets favoured. Might have been hung oh. on to. Picked up now by Baxter out of the left boot. And he's got the first. Tigers didn't get the warning early. He's had plenty of football, has Baxter. And that's his 29th goal of the season. So he's been prominent not only in the first four minutes, but for the majority of the 2012 season. Southport, one goal, six. Queenie Tigers yet to score. Yeah, solid performance there by Southport, who are just scrapping this game forward and keeping it in their forward 50. Mal, what have you thought? Yeah, the um, Tigers need to pick up on a couple of the smaller guys. Keel's been very good early on, 
and up forward, you, you, you've really got to watch Cleve Hughes, the ex-Richmond Tiger as well. Bounce down in the centre this time, favours Weymouth, but scrubbing through. Good work by Toby Conroy, gets kept it moving forward, but numbers are over the ball and the pack forms. Good defensive work that time by the Tigers, who outnumber the Southport Sharks at the fall of the ball. Getting up with it is Burge of Southport. So umpire will bounce it again, Weymouth and Irwin. Weymouth gets a good clearing tap, but it's going to be Jolliffe who gets first hands at it. Jolliffe tackled well, and the free kick. No, the umpire, yes, he did pick the free kick there. Immediately transferred by hand by Pope. It come, pumps it inside, 50 once again. Bounce beats everyone as Southport eventually will get it back. Trying to zigzag is Hughes, the full forward. He was looking the wrong way. Gets it to that man, Mal Prentice was talking about Keel, who centres the ball up, and a good mark taken inside 50 on a 45-degree angle, 30 metres away from goal, and Southport with another opportunity here to add to their six-point lead. Yeah, they've been very impressive, have Southport, as Wish Wilson has got the football. That's pretty tough to say with a mouthful of marbles, that one. He's kicked three goals for the season so far, lining up for his first of the afternoon, or the morning, and there it is on its way. It's straight as an arrow and a fantastic start here by Southport. Wish Wilson kicks his first and Southport lead. Two goals, 12 to the Queanbeyan Tigers. They've only had one flurry into their forward line yet to score. Mal, what do you think downstairs? What's the talk like from that Tigers outfit? Actually, it's very quiet down here. Uh, not much of a crowd to speak of with the conditions and... Uh Certainly the voices are up in the Southport Sharks team, but uh, pretty quiet on the Tigers' front at the moment. Uh, interesting one because, yes, uh, last week the talk didn't really start to happen, Niso, until that third quarter. They were a very quiet team until they started to get um, a bit of momentum about them. They need to get the talk up early. As the tap down, not cleared by anyone in particular, it's thrown out by the Tigers, then eventually Mallon is pulled down with the ball, but the ball keeps bouncing Southport's way as they pump it long again, and this time the ball's fisted through, and at the seven and a half minute mark of the uh, first term, Southport lead the Tigers by 13 points, two goals, one to only the solitary inside 50, and uh, the umpire just calling back the kick out because the second ball was on the field. Yeah, it's been all Southport in the first seven and a half minutes here at Dairy Farmers Park. Tigers just need to uh, take, get control of the football a bit and slow the tempo down and start stringing a few passes together as the ball comes out to Irwin. Knocked away well by Marlin. Tigers with numbers. This looks like Stevens. Stevens, grandstand wing. Quade's in good position. No one front and centre for the Queanbeyan Tigers. There is Screech. Gets the ball towards Wise, the captain. Goes across to Headland. Headland, short, fumble there in the middle of the ground. Big Weymouth is there, doesn't need to boil at his feet. Tigers with an opportunity here. Jensen oh. tries to go off the ground, missed it. Picked up there by Conroy. Kick smothered, ball's in the forward line. Fruin, what will he do? Gets a nice handball. Manny, which way will the ball bounce? Wrong way if you're a Tiger. Just to the left of the goalpost. But the Tigers are on the board here. It's eight and a half minutes into the first term. It is Queanbeyan Tigers one point, Southport 2 1 13. Yeah, quick kick out by the Southport Sharks. Gets it as far as Headland. He goes long just to the vacant area in forward to centre wing. Eventually Southport get a boot on it. Socket off the ground. Working back hard. The first gamer in. Oh, sorry. The. Uh, 
the youngster in Watts who just gets it out towards the scoreboard. It's pumped inside 50 by Southport, but no one can get clear control of it. Oh, it actually stays inside. So Southport doing well, just trying to scrap this game along the ground level. Tigers looking to work it out of 50 again, but it's walled up by Southport who pump it in through Merritt, I think, and this time it's rushed through for a behind. Back out to a 13-point lead, Southport here at the nine-and-a-half-minute mark of the first term. Sharks gets a ball out towards Stevens. Loose play here on the half-back line for the Queanbeyan Tigers is Franchi. Takes the mark, takes on the big ruckman in Weymouth. Go a bit of pace, Weymouth. He's got him. That's fantastic work by the big ruckman. Franchi had his uh, ambition way too far in front of his ability, and the big fella done a great tackle. Holding the ball was a call. Free kick to Southport in the forward line. Not quite sure if it, uh, it looks like for chopping. And the free kick will go to Baxter again, easily best on ground in this first 10 minutes. He's been everywhere, and he will line up for his second of the morning. Curlin looking to come on because Southport have made the change here, Niso. Irwin runs off. He looks tired as Curlin comes on. Weymouth has come off for Vander Werken. Another tough one to say. Baxter loves it off the boot. He's kicked his second and dangerous signs here early for the Queanbeyan Tigers. They are struggling to get their hands on the football and it's been all Southport. They move to 3-2-20. Queanbeyan Tigers, one behind. Mal, that G. Irwin looked, he looked absolutely shagged as he come off the ground there at the, uh, what is it, 10-minute mark of this first turn. He certainly had to do a lot of work already. Yeah, I don't know whether it's obvious to you guys up there, but sort of down here on ground level, it's uh, pretty obvious that the Southport leg speed is just outrunning the Tigers at uh, all stage of the game. Uh, they're first to the ball, and that's why they've got a 19-point lead in these wet conditions. Sounds like a mirror image of last week from uh, all reports. The Tigers were down by 40 points at quarter time. We're halfway there already. Bad bounce by the umpire. Goes out of the two circles and will have take two at the 11 mark. Minute mark of the first turn. It's been all Southport. Queanbeyan Tigers have only had two balls into their forward 50. Again, Southport looked to get it out of the middle. Good work by the Ruckman for the Queanbeyan in Curlin. Prevented that from happening. Stacks on here as bodies come flying everywhere. The umpire is going to have a lot of work today to practice their, uh, their bouncing, that's for sure. And uh, we'll have another. This time he throws it up. Common sense prevails. Again, the tap by Southport. Tried to be sharked here by the Queanbeyan Tigers. Good work there by Jolliffe, but Southport have the numbers. Oh, great work by Curlin with a the smother there. They try to go back inside 50 again, but it's just way to numbers is all going Southport's way. Breaking a tackle and then delivering it is Davis further forward. It scrubs along the ground, but a beautiful pickup at his toes was Flag, who goes on by hand. That's Keel, who kicks inside 50. He's looking for Hughes, the full forward, but Hughes leaves it behind at his ankles, and Overs does the work there, switching the play, and the Tigers will work it out. Bryce now for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Loose play here on half-back. Oh, he played on. He had no awareness of what was around him or there was no talking. Man, we might get you to comment on that one. Picked up now by Dickinson. That looked too high. If it's not too high, it's holding the ball. What the umpire do, he goes to the ladder. I thought the original tackle was too high on Dickinson and he pleads his case, but the umpire pinned the second one. Handball to Davis. Davis now to the hot spot, about 40 metres out. Out comes a forward... For Southport, good punch away by the Queanbeyan Tigers. Ball comes out now to Jarks. Jarks, nowhere to go. He's got to go out wide 
to the grandstand side. It's going to be a contest here. Picked up now by Swan for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Handballs to Danaher. Danaher down the line, grandstand side. Two on one against Quaid. He does well to bring the ball to ground. Airy there by Stevens, and the ball goes out of bounds. Right in front of us here at the commentary position. It is 13 minutes into this first term. Southport 3-2-20. Queanbeyan Tigers, one behind. Throwing to take place between the interchange gates. Curlin takes front position. Good work with his body. And he'll get the free kick immediately. Conroy plays on. He pumps it long. But the ball's going to bounce in front of Manny. He comes back onto it. He has to kick backwards. And uh, the kick was too high for the big Cav. Running out of defence this time. It was Mills who slipped over and it allows Curlin to get back onto it. He picks it up and just pumps it inside 50. But it's all white jumpers back there and the mark's taken by Davis. Davis gets the hand off to Wise. Wise goes out to the wing. Good mark taken there by Headland. Headland out of side here at Derry Farmers Park. Goes down. That's a fantastic mark. I'll pick that player up shortly. Gets the ball into the forward line. There's a push out. Got to be a free kick to the Queanbeyan Tigers in Bryce. Didn't get the call. Got the football, though, and goes short to the Queanbeyan Tiger player. That looked like it might be Watts. Watts goes to the grandstand wing. There for the Queanbeyan Tigers is Stevens. Support there by Jolliffe. Stevens now sizes oh. it up. Poor kick into the forward line. Who's there for Tigers? Nobody. Picked up by Pope. Tackled immediately. Conroy by hand. Dickinson. Poor handball. Griggs got some work to do. Tackled immediately by the Southport player. And that player is number 31 in Knight. He's a player that took that great mark moments earlier. Ball goes out wide. It's a foot speed here between Thurlow and Curlin. Curlin's given the Tigers a bit since he's come on. Ball goes to the half-back line for the Queanbeyan Tigers and taken over the line is Overs with the football and it will be a throw-in right in front of the digital scoreboard which makes good reading for Southport. 3-2-20, Queanbeyan Tigers one behind. Tigers have locked it up for the last five minutes though and kept Southport from making a score as the ball is immediately... Oh, they've got a hole in the ball call on Griggs. And that is a tough call. So it'll be pumped in by Millen. Millen goes out to a hard-leading Hughes. And uh, no one was near Hughes as he ran out to the 50-metre zone. The runners just slipped over trying to get onto the field. He pumps it short, and that's bad marking. And Seddon will have a shot from goal, for goal. 45 metres around, and he'll kick from probably about 58. Tough conditions, though, here at Dairy Farmers Park today. 15-and-a-half-minute mark on the actual AGL scoreboard. Football on QBNFM brought to you by your Tigers Club. 20 Queenborough Road in Queenbeyan. Terrace Bistro will be a great place to watch the footy this afternoon and have a few drinks and probably a feed. Absolutely. But the ball comes in from Seddon. Going to fall short. Ruckman, or the punch away, gets the ball over the line. And Mal Prentice is absolutely right. The foot speed of this Southport team is definitely... Too, too much for the Queanbeyan Tigers. The full forward there in Hughes had 20 metres on the full back in Jarks for Queanbeyan. And uh, he looks like he's uh, going to be in a bit of trouble there. Mark is there. The ball's going to come back in. Knight for Southport. Gets the ball inside 50. Is that a mark taken there for Southport? Umpire says play on. Ball comes to ground, which it will be for most of the uh, morning. And that's not coming out, and the umpire is forced to ball it up. Just outside 50 for Southport. They've had 95% of the play in the first 16 and a half minutes. But you're right, Craig. Queanbeyan Tigers have definitely um, stemmed the flow here, but they just need some goal score 
or at least some scoreboard pressure. Griggs now gets the ball out of congestion, goes towards the grandstand wing. Race here, it's Manny. Not quick enough there for Southport. Good work there oh, by the Queen. That's deliberate. The ball, or dropping the ball. Great call. And the ball is going to be rewarded for that tackle. Is King for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Very determined, nuggety player is King. Goes short in the hands now of Bryce. Got some space, but his kick's a very poor one. Griggs has got some work to do, even though Bryce was looking for Kavanagh. And the Southport bloke just taps that overline. Got to be deliberate, umpire. Not called. He had all the time in the world, and he looked for the safety of the Brownjill line straight away. They're ringing the trangers there, Mel. The Tigers just trying to get some fresh legs out onto the field as the throw-in takes place, and it's tapped down. No, no one really gets hands on it in the ruck contest, but Southport oh. getting the numbers back there. Running through the lines is Millen. Goes to Knight. Knight has to find it on the ground, then turns around, pumps it long out to the left, uh, to the right, half forward flank. In front is Swan. Takes a bit of time trying to pick it up. Can't pick it up cleanly. Baxter forces the ball over the boundary line and well, it's been called on the full so it's come off his foot and Swan will pump it in. Quickly in gives a good kick and the mark going down to Danaher. I think that's the first time I've called him today and I called him wrong because he's just received the mark. He goes quickly transferring it up and a good mark taken that time by Will Griggs who pumps it inside, finds Stevens who plays on immediately he pumps it and to the kickoff line and it is poor work there as Wise once again does the mopping up in the back half. Someone's got to tell Stevens when you get the footy have a look. He seems content on, on playing on every opportunity but it doesn't uh, make things too easy for the forwards. Ball's in the hands of Hughes doing a lot of work. He's at half back but he's the full forward. Kicks out towards Knight. Knight now for Southport. Goes down the line. Out of side wing. Strong hands there in front for Southport. I'll pick up who it was in a moment. Ball gets pumped into the forward 50. Another push out not seen by the umpire. Ball comes to ground. Southport with the numbers. Great tackle. Play on court is the call from the umpire. That could be nearly in the back to Southport. Not paid. Umpire letting things go. Picked up now by Will Griggs. I would suggest one of the Queanbeyan Tigers' very, very best players so far this season. Got to be high up in the BNF. Gets it to Danaher. Knight's got this one. Punches away comfortably from Fruin. Just work, doesn't go King. hard enough at the ball. King, you're right there, Craig. Not a good handball, though. He could nearly collect it himself. Queeman got some work to do. Get in there, Brett Fruin. Get your body dirty. Picked up now by the Tigers. Jolliffe! Just misses to the right-hand side. I don't want to seem too critical, but Fruin just seems to be standing there waiting for something to happen. He's very reactive instead of being proactive. What's it feel like down there at ground level? Mal Prentice as the Southport team leads by 19. There's too much panic football by the Tigers at the moment. You mentioned Kane Stevens a couple of times. He just wants to play on it all opportunities. Got to go back and settle and try and set something up. The forward line are not putting enough pressure on the Southport defence when they run it out either. As the kick out goes immediately into the hands of Screech, he kicks up towards centre wing. Weymouth is back out there. He takes, so he dropped the mark, but he came back onto it quickly. Hand pass backwards, goes into a contest, and the umpire's picked up a free kick. I think he's called a kicking in danger call there. So the Tigers with a chance to pump it in again. That is what they do. But Kavanagh outnumbered. And that's the big thing I'm seeing from up here, Mel. I don't know if you can confirm it or not, but as the free kick for the push-out's gone to the big Cav, let you talk about it because when I look forward as the Tigers try to bring it in, they seem to be outnumbered two white jumpers to one black jumper. 
looks like they're definitely playing a bit of a counter attacking game but the ball hasn't been in the Queanbeyan Tigers forward line often enough but, but that just means they're running back and filling the holes it just means they're working a lot harder than the Queanbeyan Tigers absolutely as Kavanagh pretty important kick for the Queanbeyan Tigers going to drop short and go off hands and another minor score to the Queanbeyan Tigers but at least they've got the ball in their forward line they're only three goals down on balance of play they probably should be five down so you'd nearly take a three-goal deficit. Well, it is wet too, Nisa. You've got to factor that one in. The, the three goals in the wet is like five or seven goals in the dry. Knight gets the ball now on the right half-back flank for Southport as they look to set up again. He uh, has to go backwards as the Tigers have done a better job of manning up this time. Went back to Screech, who goes to centre wing now, and the ball straight through the hands of Pope. And, uh, well, he said, holy hell, that one got by me. As it goes out of bounds, just forward of centre wing for the Queanbeyan Tigers here far side of the ground. 21 and a half minute mark, 3-3-21, plays three behinds, three points for Queanbeyan. Congestion here after the throw-in, and we're going to have a ball. No, he's going to call holding the ball. Very tough decision there. Oh, there's the been some making. ridiculous calls for holding the ball this year in all levels of Australian rules football. They've just completely ruined this rule. Oh, that's very ordinary football there with a Queanbeyan Tiger player. Allowed Pope, who stood the mark, got over across to the short pass, and Swan, in, in looking for someone to lead, took two or three extra steps and a fantastic smother there by Pope. Made up for his, uh, his unfortunate holding the ball call. Tapped down by Weymouth. Doing well against Irwin. Ball comes to ground. Stacks on here. That's not going to come out surely. What will the umpire do? There's going to be a lot of throw-ups here and ball-ups this morning and this afternoon as Watts looks to be preparing to come on for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Third man up for the Queanbeyan Tigers gets the tap. They need a goal here just to give themselves some confidence. Pushing the back. Opportunity here for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Griggs on the way. The kick looks good. He's got it. Griggs was pumping the air as that ball left his boot. He was confident. And they pull it back now to just a 12-point ball game here at the 23-minute mark of the first term. Mal, your thoughts on the last few minutes of Tigers football? Yeah, Craig, they've certainly been able to lock that ball in. They've been uh, the beneficiaries of a few uh, lucky free kicks, but certainly without Will Griggs out there, I think they'd be five or six goals behind. He seems to be at both ends of the field at the moment. Yes, this is a player not deemed good enough to make the, uh, the rep side, but anyway, that's a very ordinary bounce by the umpire. We probably harped on that quite a lot several weeks ago, but uh, from what I understand, Craig, he was close to BOG last week against the Swans, and he's probably the best player for the Queanbeyan Tigers today, and I'd suggest very high up in their best and fairest. Yeah, and as uh, the ball's cleared quickly by Southport now, who pump it back inside 50. The half volley wasn't favourable. Working it out, well, Bryce tried to get it away. Immediately, it's uh, Joloff getting down on his knees, trying to get the ball further afield. Watts now in there, making a tackle. Uh, also is a Bryce, Tigers, just through determination and doggedness, get the ball free. Kane Stevens hand passes the poor one. Bryce has to go back and find it. Then he switches the ball with a good kick out to Dickinson, just backwards of centre wing. Grandstand side, a 24-minute mark as the kick goes to Griggs, right on the boundary, still not in their attacking half of the field. Griggs goes with a hand pass to uh, Dickinson, but again Fruin who's been a passenger for three weeks Mal Prentice is getting shown up again 
Yeah, had front position, went behind, just too scared to have a crack at it so far in the first 20 minutes of the game. Not good, he's better than that. Ball comes to ground. It's in Southport's forward line. The Tigers can't afford to have them kick another goal. They try and work it out by hand. Good work there. Jarks to Stevens, over the top to Kirkwood. Kirkwood now with a bit of run. How's the kick? Searching for the boundary line or Quaid. I think he was looking for the boundary line and got it. But uh, I don't want to harp on it, Craig and Mal, but, and Fruin's coming off now. He's had three or four efforts which have not been good enough at this level. Yeah, Franchi will go on for him, Mal. Yes, I think he might need uh, an extended period on the pine, right? Oh, this time the throw-in takes place, but Weymouth just put Irwin to ground. Umpire says play on as, uh, as um, Stevens picks out Quaid, but Quaid, it goes through his hands, picked up by Daniel. That's the former Western Creek captain who's playing for Southport now. He immediately gets the ball onto Wise, who kicks up forward, and Milani gets it going forward inside 50 again. He was looking for Knight. Franchi, he'll take him on, just clears the ball out into space in front of the scoreboard. It's a two-on-one, but Southport come up with it through the hands of Crawford, who slips over in the last moment, gets the hand pass back to Baxter. He goes back to um, uh, he goes back with the hands once again as Southport just uh, continually running and making numbers at the contest, and and they're winning the ball at ground level even when they're two-on-one against. Yeah, look, they're a very good football team. We're seeing that in the first 26 minutes, but. You know, you take away that first seven or eight minutes where they kicked their three goals, it's been uh, a pretty even contest since then. And uh, I think Queanbeyan Tigers would be pretty happy with the last 15 minutes of this term. Ball gets kicked out from Griggs to Swan. Loose player there is Irwin. The ball will eventually get to him, but this is the important kick. Goes short now to Dickinson. And every time he gets the ball, it is an important kick because you never really know what you're going to get from Dickinson. Got to go to Quaid long. Instead, they go to Quaid short. No. Well, Quaid's lead is very short, and that's got to be a push in the back, umpire. You can't have two hands in the back. So far, the men in green haven't been that good. I really thought Knight should got a free kick on the outer side when Franchi really blocked his run without looking at the football in a marking contest. But... Uh, Oh, well, if they stay that way for the whole day and let play go on, it could be an interesting afternoon. Irwin got caught behind, but it's sharked off the pack by Stevens, who immediately tries to do too much. Grigg comes in to try and clean it up on the boundary line. Stevens gets it again, gets his kick away, but it's straight down the throat of Davis, who now will cross into the uh, corridor, who finds Knight all by himself. A bounce, kicks inside 50, and it's a good contest that time. Swan getting in front and knocks the ball away. Eventually, Southport with numbers, though, will get the hands to Milani or Milan. And we have, at quarter time, 27 and a half minutes of play. And it is the Southport Tigers. Three goals, three behinds, 21. Plays the Tigers, one goal, three behinds, nine. So if I've got my uh, maths right... That's about a 12-point advantage to Southport at the first change. Mal Prentice, as uh, you head out to hear the, uh, well, what the coaches have to say, uh, you'd have to say that uh, the Tigers are looking every bit as shaky as what we saw last week when they played the Swans. I think the second part of that first quarter, though, were pretty impressive, Craig. The only thing is when uh, the ball goes into the forward line, uh, there's no support for Ryan played whatsoever. He's trying to take dry weather overhead marks. He hasn't caught one yet, and 
there's no small bloke trying to back him up to run off. So I think the uh, the Tigers, if they can keep that effort up in the second quarter and just get a bit more system into their forward line, they're not completely out of this game. They're only two goals behind. And uh, the second part of that quarter was pretty good. Nisa? Yeah, look, totally agree there, Mal. I think um, the problem with the Queanbeyan Tigers, they are trying to play dry weather football. They're trying to take marks overhead. Um, they're trying to pinpoint short passes. You're right, if they can keep that endeavour going, but just play some smarter football. Too many times they've turned the ball over, in particular Kane Stevens winning a lot of the football, but on three or four occasions, he's just panicked and, uh, and bombed the ball straight to Southport, who have been able to rebound from their half-back line. But... Look, pretty good quarter by the Queanbeyan Tigers if you take out that first five to seven minutes. But unfortunately, at this level, you just can't afford to be asleep for any length of time because you're going to get, you know, crucified on the scoreboard, which Southport, when the ball was dry, definitely made the Queanbeyan Tigers pay for not being uh, up and about early. Well, the first eight and a half minutes there, Niso, was all Southport. They kicked two goals, one, until the Tigers were able to get their first behind. Uh, they then got another seven, eight points, eight points before the next score, and that was at the 19-minute mark. Queanbeyan getting the last score of the quarter with that goal to Will Griggs, which uh, got them back to a 12-point deficit here at the first change. The stats to quarter time, anything there other than Will Griggs is uh, getting a bit of leather poisoning already. Yeah, look, he leads all comers for the Queanbeyan Tigers. He's had 11 disposals, five of them kicks and six handballs. Kane Stevens, we've mentioned it, getting a lot of possessions, 10 of, but unfortunately not making as much out of those possessions as he probably would like to. Uh, Todd Dickinson has seven, and then we go down to the sixes in Mitch Danaher, Jolliffe and Bryce. Uh, goal scorers here so far, Southport, they've got uh, three goals, three. Their goal scorers, Baxter, he has two, and Wish Wilson has one. And you mentioned Will Griggs, he has the solitary goal for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Interesting enough, I guess the, um, the conditions aren't conducive to a lot of handball. And the Queanbeyan Tigers are usually fairly close to one for one at times with uh, the ratio kicks to handballs. They're definitely kicking the ball a lot more today. They've had 79 disposals, 52 by foot and 27 by hand. They got the uh, rub of the green from the umpires. Mal mentioned that earlier on. They've had nine free kicks to four against. Tackles only eight. They'd probably like to see a bit more tackling, particularly in, this in these conditions. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, on a, on a dry day, I think coaches look for two per player. So that's like 46 tackles. And they're, uh, they're going to be well short of that at this stage. So, look, interesting uh, first quarter for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Their, their last 20 minutes was pretty good. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Coach Klemke, who's absent today and would be um, very, very uh, good. I don't think he's absent. I saw him earlier today. No, you're right. He's absent on the playing arena oh, okay. as far as, uh, as, as personnel is concerned. He'd be pretty handy across the half-back line today. And obviously, Mal mentioned no support for Ryan Quaid. Obviously, with, with Ben Klemke also being missing, um, it's a bit difficult for Ryan Quaid there. Let's go down to Mal Prentice. He's been at least at the Southport Huddle. Mal, what have you got for us? Yeah, the Southport coach very angry at this quarter time huddle. He's um, imploring his players not to go to the outer parts of the ground. He wants them to use the central corridor and attack the ball. He thinks they're standing back and waiting too much and watching. Well, that's an interesting uh, look at that because definitely they've been very good at getting numbers at the contest. And what's impressed me about Southport in that first quarter was the way that I would see Stevens particularly, but even Dickinson, getting the ball either backwards to centre wing or just on centre wing, look up 
and I would look into that forward 50 and you would not see an option in a dark jumper there. You would just see the, uh, the white jumpers of the Southport Sharks just completely taking up the zone and taking up the space for Cav, Maine, uh, Manny and, uh, and the others to lead into. So uh, they've, they're certainly their work weight across the ground has been what is, uh, is catching our eye. And, and uh, you know, you've got to say a white jumper in football is horrendous. And Fantastic for us commentators with the dark numbers. I mean, we can well, pick up the players quite easily. But One, they look like umpires, which is never a good thing. And two, if you're going white and black, well, you're not going to be on a winner for most people's eyes. Oh, you're a Port Adelaide man, so you wouldn't mind the white-black <laughs> combination. But, uh, uh, certainly Mal Prentice, uh, uh, a great story. Mal Prentice turns up today wearing his Collingwood to football uh, jacket. He wants to be warm down there on the boundary line. And Mal, the Tigers fans weren't too particularly happy with your choice of uh, jacket today. No, given the Southport wearing the black and white, I think uh, they thought I was a traitor. <laughs> Well, I guess you're a happier man out of the two here, Mal, with uh, with Carlton not travelling very well at present. Yeah, either. but I'm still wearing my jacket, mate, so, uh, you know, I'm not a fair-weather fan. No, Mal, have you got anything to report from the Queanbeyan Tigers quarter-time huddle? I might just try and uh, grab Kate. Yeah, Kate Klemke, uh, coach of the uh, Queanbeyan Tigers. And Mal, just jump in as soon as you've got him there. He's having a chat at the moment with uh, Anthony Patrici, who uh, is well experienced with this Tigers side. And uh, Kate, you're we'll walking done. away we'll from... for stalking pretty yeah, soon, that's Mal. right. Mal, <laughs> Mal's lost him there. He isn't going up to the box like he did last week. And it doesn't look like Mal, his uh, legs in the brace that we saw over the last couple of weeks either. As the ball's in the centre and it's Curlin with the tap away. Good fist. Immediately saddled up in the back there was Grigg. How the umpire has missed that one is beyond me. And he now finally, as the ball comes free, is about to... In fact, it was Stevens that looked like he was some sort of uh, horse for the game. And, and I've got to... Well, unbelievable they could miss that. Matt Little also in the centre this time. Dickinson overruns the ball. And it's picked up that time by Burge of Southport. But sharked well by the Tigers as Franchi runs through the ground and gets the ball forward. Kick inside 50 and no one can get clean hands on it. Southport getting back in numbers but working back. Ball yes. falls into the square and kicked off the ground. I think Griggs got his second. Yeah, he has. Great work by the Queanbeyan Tigers. Excellent rebounding work from Swan it was. Got the ball down towards Quaid who actually did take one on his chest, went looking for Kavanagh, ball spilled to the back, which a lot of football will be, and Toby Conroy made all the running, probably would have got a free kick, I think, for hanging on, but the ball fell to the advantage of Griggs, and Griggs gets his second, great start for the Queanbeyan Tigers, just a minute gone here, and they get the deficit back to six points, it's Southport, 3-3, they haven't scored for probably 25 minutes, to the Queanbeyan Tigers, 2-3. Ball back in the middle. Weymouth gets the tap. He's pretty strong in that centre square. Ball comes down now. Did that go 15? No, it didn't. Didn't matter. The ball was dropped by Sidden. Ball comes now. Weymouth. He's not going to get it from Griggs on the ground. Gets it out to Danaher. Sliding. Picks it up now. Falls as he kicks. Lux of fortune. Manny's in front where all good forwards should be. Ball comes to ground again. Shark there. Handball out towards Burge. Burge. 
Goes long to centre-half forward. Queen Tigers have numbers. Picked up now by Swan. Gets support from Bryce. Bryce goes across the ground. Good switch. Ball's in the hands now of Danaher. Half-back line for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Goes towards Conroy. It's a foot race. In front there is Screech. Tackled. Was he tackled too long? Umpire says no, but the ball goes out of bounds. Right there adjacent to the fantastic digital scoreboard. Does all the adding for us. Yes, importantly for me. Terry Farmer's Park. Curling gets the tap down by Queenbian. Sharked away again. Good work by Stevens. He is getting his hands on the ball, even if he's not disposing of it well. Gets the ball off to Quaid, who just tries to hand pass into space. It's sharked off by Keel and Southport. Rebound out of defence. Ball's on the wing now. Queenbian Tigers have some numbers. So does Southport. Too strong there was a Southport player that might have been sitting again. No, it wasn't. It was Crawford. Crawford, the ball's in the forward line. Hughes. Crawford, the ex-Suns rookie. Oh, they're just going to bump for space here, Niso, as they open up that forward line. Good work by uh, Swan getting back there, getting a fist on it, but no second effort from Swan. Opens up the goals, and it's across the face. Swan, he thought he had his work done after the spoil, and he just didn't go after Wish Wilson, and Wish Wilson's just got uh, knocked over as he was going to kick, and has put it through for a behind. It's Southport by seven here at the three-minute mark of the second term. Definitely a better game here at Derry Farmers Park. Ball comes to the back of the pack. Watts goes short. Good pass. Good pick up there by Toby Conroy. The ball dropped a bit short. Goes around the corner towards Kavanagh. A long way from home, about 65 metres. But that's as far as he's got to travel to get a kick at times. And he's got a fantastic engine. And the fullback will know that he's done some kilometres on James Kavanagh. Nearly four minutes gone in this first term. Tigers have the only goal. And they've got the deficit back to seven points. Good tap down there again by Wowmouth. He's dominating the ruck. Southport by hand. Burge handballs it off to Mallon. Mallon goes short. There's a Southport player loose in the forward line. And Jark's just not quick enough to cover the space. And it probably will be Hughes. He's been pretty impressive, Hughes. He looks a bit like James Kavanagh. Does a lot of work. I saw him picking up possessions on the half-back line in the first term. And... Jarks isn't getting any younger and those legs aren't getting uh, any quicker. So he's going to have a tough afternoon on Hughes. He's kicked 32 goals so far this season. Lining up from about 45 he'll kick it from. He's a right footer. Kicks on its way. It looks to be drifting to the left. And he was disappointed with that one. And on a day like today, when you get those opportunities, Craig, you've really got to make them count. Southport by eight here at the four-and-a-half-minute mark. Bryce to do the kick-out. Oh, sorry, that's Swan to do the kick-out here from defence. He's got no options as the huddle finally breaks. Oh, he's put a big wolf onto that one. It's into the square, tapped away. Griggs comes up with the ball. He goes for a run. Sharks the kick as he gets a bit of pressure. Quaid gets onto it. Quaid looks up now. He's got Kavanagh, whose hand's being held. He gets away from his defenceman, tries to kick across the body. It's going to be run through for a behind. Back to a seven-point ball game here as the big Cav, well, you could have had a holding free kick there. Niso, you're the full forward amongst us. You must be disappointed when the umpires don't call that. Oh, look, they definitely call a lot more than they used to, but, um, yeah, I thought he might have been held on to. Definitely some infringement going on there, but it would have been pretty ticky-touchwood. Ball goes towards the outer wing. Nearly a mark taken there by Milani. Not taken. Ball comes to ground. Shark there by Keel. 
gets the handball. Burge, handball again, kick is high towards near the half-forward line. Nearly a good oh. mark. Well sharked there by Seddon. Seddon goes short, beautiful foot pass. And that was fantastic work by the number 27. I'm not sure if it's Seddon or Seddon, but uh, whatever it is, it's a very impressive player at ground level. And he shot the pass to Burge. And Burge will be lining up for the Southport Sharks. Fourth goal. And the first for a long, long time, it has to be said. Looks good off the boot, straight over the umpire's hat. Burge has his first. And I would suggest that is about the first goal in about 25 to 30 minutes for Southport. Mind you, the Tigers haven't dominated the scoreboard. They've only kicked two in that time. Southport's last goal, 10-minute mark of the first quarter. So uh, you've got to say the quarter ran... Oh, I didn't write it down. 20, 22. It was about 25 to 26 minutes that quarter. So, you know, you're talking about, yeah, close to that 22, 24 minutes. Yeah, it's four goals, five, Southport 29. Queanbeyan Tigers 2-4, 16. Much better contest here at Derry Farmers Park. Ball's in the middle. Ruck down there by Curlin, but it's sharked by Marlin. They seem to have better players at ground level do the Southport Sharks. Go to the half-back line. Swan's there for the Queanbeyan Tigers, as was Milani. Numbers here again with Southport, picked up by Wish Wilson around the corner, but the kick goes straight to Toby Conroy. Now, I'll get some feelings from you about this uh, just last few minutes where Southport have started to just build their momentum and the Tigers switch it out of the back line and get it to that uh, Bo Watts, the youngster. He can come inside to Conroy. Just come in when you're ready, Mal. As uh, he goes back to the corridor, now Dickinson will take the mark on the edge of the square. Still on the half-back line. Yeah, the um, conditions have improved down here. The rain stopped, and I think Southport, preferring those conditions, obviously, they're a hard, fast-running side, and with the ball being less slippery, they've been able to get uh, a bit of a roll-on, but the uh, the Tigers trying to play one-on-one footy at the moment. Yes, they've got to cross the half-back flank now to Danaher, who just lobs it up. I've been disappointed with um, Swan. He just hasn't made the second and third efforts. This time he gets on the back of a 1-2. Oh, the shepherd from Curlin was terrible. Swan gets dragged to the ground. Now he's making a second effort as the ball's kicked out of bounds on the fourth. And uh, we will have the free kick going to the Tigers right on the interchange bench as Mel Fruin gets a reprieve from the pine. Yeah, let's hope his efforts are a bit better than it was in the first term as he comes back off. So I'm not sure what's going on there. The umpires aren't sure who should get the free kick. It's going to go to Mitch Danaher. Looks like it's one-on-one in front of him, so he needs to spot up somebody short. Goes down the line. Neil Irwin provides the lead. That's ignored. Goes long to lead of Quaid. It's going to come to ground, no doubt about it. Ball good gets off hands. Yeah, good back. work by Manny. King slung as he gets the handball, and it goes out of bounds in front of the Southport dugout. Mouse said they were pretty disappointed with their, I guess, last 20 minutes. It's been fairly competitive so far in the first 10. Rux will go at it again. It's Irwin. Gets the front spot. Gets the tap. Potty gets a free kick for hanging on. This umpire won't allow advantage, and Irwin will get the free kick. Goes by hand to Conroy. It's a nice kick to the contest here. Kavanaugh's there, goes to the back of the pack. High marks will be difficult today. Dickinson goes to ground, doesn't need to be down there. Ball comes out to Davis. Davis by hand, gets it to his teammate in Wise. Wise now goes through the corridor. Kicks, kick wasn't too bad, but the player slipped 
at the time in flag. Tigers get the opportunity. Good hands by Conroy. Yeah. Bursting through his overs. Overs goes towards Kavanaugh's in good position. There's another scrag umpire. You're in perfect oh. position. Slung to the ground is Kavanaugh. Picked up now by Screech. Gets it by hand. Southport will relieve the pressure as the mark's taken by Sedon. Sedon plays on. Takes a bounce is his confidence. Then kicks up towards centre-half forward. And a strong mark taken by Milani. Who just looks up, sees that vacant forward line. Kicks to the back of the pack. First man at it is Hughes. Hughes. Oh, bounce just doesn't favour him. He taps it along the ground. Tigers have got numbers there and eventually the hand pass will come up to Bryce who'll go for a run and just try to clear it. Oh, bad kick though. It's Keel. Keel goes with a hand pass. Gets it out to Merritt. Merritt has to turn around to go back to get it. The kick is not favouring the Southport Sharks and Irwin will clear it as he switches it now over to Danaher. Danaher will have to pull up as the big man running towards him was Divine. He goes Goes back now, gives it to Roy Jarks. Roy Jarks takes a settling mark, waits for the man to come to the mark, and then looks forward. Not many options, so he has to go crosswards to Danaher, who's right in front of the Quamian dugout. Divine doing the mark work there. I'm surprised that was 15 metres, to be honest with you, Niso. As he switches now, and he switches that one very poorly. But it's made the releasing pass, and Bo Watts will go for a run. He goes by hand now to Franchi, uh, to Conroy. Conroy, wearing the long sleeves, has put me off a little bit today. Normally it's only Franchi who goes for the long ones. King, King in a tight battle, got his hand pass away to Dickinson. Dickinson's hand pass, again, a 50-50 option. But Conroy does well at ground level. Overs, goes back to Dickinson now, who picks up the kick. And Stevens takes a mark inside 50. Yeah, really good persistence by the Queanbeyan Tigers. It wasn't pretty football and they made plenty of mistakes, but they just kept at it and at it and at it. And uh, hopefully they get rewarded for their efforts because the ball's in the hands of Kane Stevens. Hasn't been great by foot so far in today's game, but he's going to have a shot from about 45 to 48 metres. A distance could be an issue. Just depends if they've changed that ball at the, uh, the quarter time, the kick's on its way, slides out to the right anyway, and that was an important kick for the Queanbeyan Tigers, just to get them back within striking That's distance. That's our first score in six minutes of football here, Niso, so it's been an interesting contest, Mal, but uh, we haven't seen much scoring. Uh, the ball's still pretty slippery as it gets on the ground, but the, uh, the Tigers again trying to work it forward through some uh, good persistence in the forward line. Yeah, it's cleared now by Pope Niso as uh, they eventually get in front of the scoreboard, but the Tigers there in numbers. Conroy again featuring in this quarter and particularly in that last six or seven minutes. He taps it down to the advantage of the Tigers. Stevens, look away, hand pass, gets it into the hands of Little and Little. It's ruined. Well, you need to bag him more often, Niso, because he gets his first and the second goal of the quarter, and both those goals have gone the way of the Tigers. It's an eight-point ball game here at... Dairy Farmers Park in 13 minute mark of the second term and it is the uh, Tigers now just under a kick. Four goals, five, 29 plays, three goals, five, 23. Mal, your feelings down there, what's the talk like as uh, as Klemke now having a chat with Curlin who did a lot of hard work in that early part of this quarter? Yeah, he's been pretty good in the ruck today, and uh, the the talk certainly has picked up here on the boundary line. 
Conroy goes to the lead of Quaid, takes the mark. Tigers starting to get a bit of an ascendancy in this game. They've been pretty good this quarter. Goes short to Kavanagh, and he's taken the mark. That's his first mark of the game too, Niso, inside 50. Yeah, that was good use of the football by the Queanbeyan Tigers. Good work again by Toby Conroy. He's definitely lifted his work rate in this quarter. And James Kavanagh has kicked 44 goals this season. Be lining up from about 35 metres out. The kick's on its way. That's a terrible miss. When the Queanbeyan Tigers are up and running, they need to make every post a winner. And he's just missed it the right-hand side. But the signs are good for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Down by five points, 14 minutes gone. It's 4-5-29 to Southport. Queanbeyan, 3-6-24 Southport. Bring the ball out. And that goes out of bounds about 80 metres around from the Queanbeyan Tigers' goal. Backman kicked it to himself, ran a fair way, went towards Weymouth, went over his head and went out of bounds. So the Rucks will go at it. Weymouth and Irwin. Irwin gets front spot. Weymouth too tall. Gets the tap. Only down to Matt Little. Shark there. Fruin. Doesn't go in there for the tackle. Ball comes out. Southport. Because will be Mark here to Bryce as the Southport player went to ground. Queenman Tigers have a loose play. Stevens needed a oh, shepherd there from no Overs. Talk. Not good work there by Overs. He apologises now but he really had to do the team thing. Good work there by Milani. Goes towards Hughes. Strong mark there by Hughes in front of Jarks. Turns around quickly. Knight's got the race here of the football. He's going to get that for sure. Too quick. Great work there by the Southport Sharks. But it all come down to a lack of talk from Overs and a lack of shepherding. Really had to get his body in there to support Kane Stevens. But again, Kane Stevens went to play on immediately. Sometimes you just have to take your time. If you're unaware of what's around you, just expect that someone's there. But Knight lines up. Be a much-needed goal for Southport. Not as far as the scoreboard's concerned, but definitely as far as the balance of play. And he has kicked a goal. That's his first. And Southport eke out to just under that two-goal lead again. It's 5-5-35. Queensland Tigers 3-6-24. Just ticked over the 16-minute mark of the second term. And it's two goals apiece. I made a mistake before when I said Queensland had kicked the only two goals of the term. Mal Prentice down there, boundary side. Have you uh, ventured out of the shed? Yeah, mate. I've been out in the open for uh, most of this quarter. It's not raining. The only people screaming at Kane Stevens not to play on there were the people on the wrong side of the fence. No talk from his teammates at all. Just needed a shepherd. That's all he needed, Mal. The ball goes. Weymouth gets the tap again. Shark there by Keel. Gets it by hand. Southport go in the forward line again. In good position for the Queanbeyan Tigers is little Mitchie Danaher. He'll switch the play across to Griggs. Still inside the defensive 50. Comes out now. Griggs goes by hand to King. King goes short. Not a good pass. And in fine position there is Southport. Goes short now. Good mark taken. That might be... Baxter, your man. Baxter, yeah, definitely best player for Southport. Goes to Keel, another good player. Balls in the hands now. Seddon. Seddon on the left. Great smother by Griggs. The pressure's gone up a notch here at Dairy Farmers Park. Around the corner is Keel. Keel towards the forward pocket. Goes out of bounds now, just as Jarks and Hughes went to the contest. But Southport definitely lifted the work rate over the last couple of minutes. And we've got a really good contest here at Dairy Farmers Park. Throwing takes place 10 metres around from the Southport attacking goal. Keel sharks it off the, uh, off the throwing. But the umpire says it's held to him. 
and we'll have a ball up. Interesting, Keel at 50 metres said he didn't have the range when he was running into goal, so he handed it off, but that just put Southport into problems. None of the rucks can get the clearance that time. They get it back by Hansi Hughes, who snaps out of the pack, and Hughes, they like it. So does the goal umpire, and Hughes has kicked his third, I think, no, first, first of the afternoon. Yeah, that's right, he sprayed a few earlier. So Hughes kicks his first. That's two in a row for the Southport Tigers, who Southport Sharks, who open up a 19-point advantage at the 18-minute mark of this term. And it's six goals, 5-41. Kicking away from the Tigers now, Mal Prentice, three goals, 6-24. Well, your mass hasn't improved, Craig. It doesn't give you the margin on the board, mate. 17, but yeah, just too soft in defence there to let Hughes get that. Uh, out of that ruck contest and snap it through for a goal. Whistles on play. It's going to be a Southport free kick. Not sure who, not sure why, but there's a few players claiming it's theirs. There's three players with their hands up thinking it's theirs. So Southport knew it was a free kick to them. Goes to Milani. Goes over his hands. The umpire's picked a soft free kick here. Didn't happen downstairs to James Kavanagh at the other end, but Milani's going to get this one. Pretty ticky touch with that one in today's football. But he's going to have the football in his hands and he's going to be about 60 metres out. He looks like he's set for a shot here. Going to kick it just inside the square. Kicks it straight into curl and not good football. Ball goes back to Southport. Goes back deep into their forward line. There's a foot race here. Southport lead all comers. The handball comes straight oh. down towards Kirkwood. He's dumped straight away. Again, good work there by Jolliffe. Haven't called his name too often this afternoon. That could be in the back. Not paid. Umpires put the whistle away when the Tiger boys have the ball. That should be holding the ball or a throw. Again, the umpire puts the whistle away, but the boundary umpire doesn't, and he will ball in. Tigers missed out a couple of free kicks there that I thought were there, and Southport get that one for a softy for Milani. Well, importantly, King comes off and Conroy comes on as the throwing takes place. But South Park again sharking it off the ruck through Milan. It's back there for Danaher. Danaher keeps the ball in front of him, gets the hand pass to Grigg. Grigg, he shaped the kick, then pulled it away. Goes hand pass back to Overs, this time to Danaher. By hand to Grigg. Grigg now goes up around that boundary line and finds Manny. Manny gets up immediately, plays on. Dickinson pulls it in. This time Dickerson pulls up. He makes the switch to Franchi. Franchi's got space. Knight closing in on him. Franchi slips over. He has to run back. He's run a long way. Gets the kick off on the left foot wide and here's Conroy. He'll settle things down for a moment but once again the numbers are all back there. Southport's way, Niso. Yeah, they are but great mark here to James Manny. Conroy just waited and waited. Kavanagh was uh, well... I guess had a lot of Southport players around him. But you're right, the numbers inside the defensive 50 for Southport are huge. I reckon it'd have to be a dozen a dozen players in there currently. Manny goes short back towards Conroy. No metres gained. He's going to be too far out to score, you'd think. He's going to kick from just on the 50. It's a nice-looking kick. It's not going to have the legs. Great mark in the goal square, though, to the Queanbeyan Tigers. That's Bryce. Had to be a one grab and... A backman with a huge floating across the pack. Yeah. One touch mark. Don't know what he's doing down there, but he's taken a big pack mark and he will kick a very important goal for the Queanbeyan Tigers. That is his first goal of the morning. It is the Queanbeyan Tigers to take him to 5 3, 36, or is it 4 6? 4 6, 30 to 6 5, 41. Mel, an 11 point game. 
Yeah, good work there by James Manny. He took a couple of good marks, uh, one on the wing and then one down in the forward pocket. They sent it up well. And Josh Price, who likes the goal, he snuck down there and kicked a few this year. Yeah, that's his third so far this season. So the, uh, the centre-half back doesn't mind uh, stepping on down the forward line to... I guess show some of the forwards how it's done. As long as you finish it off, you can do it. If you start spraying them, though, your forwards are going to give you a word up. That's a long way back if you miss, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bounce down in the centre, attacked away by Weymouth, but Shark through the centre, although only as far as Pope, who was caught with the ball. The crowd wanted the call. The umpire, well, he eventually came up with it. Dickinson now... You know, kicks out towards the wing, Danaher. He <laughs> slipped hard. over twice, but still managed to come up with it. Now he goes back into the centre, looking for Franchi, who doesn't attack the ball. He sat back there waiting. Fortunately, the Southport Sharks did run over it as well. Overs goes back with a handball. They're running backwards, the Tigers, trouble, trouble. and real trouble oh, here. How's that holding the ball? No one tackled him. Oh. Unbelievable as they pump it inside 50 once again. It's punched away by Danaher, who'll find the boundary line eventually. Just just so listeners understand what I meant, uh, Overs had He the ball. almost got legged. Well, he had the ball and he had no support. He kept running backwards, touched the ball on the ground. No one tackled him. The umpire's calling him for holding the ball. I'm totally puzzled by that one. And... Uh, the upshot of that is the, uh, the Southport Sharks have the ball deep into their forward line. Left forward pocket for them. It's a throw-in. It'll be Curlin for the Queanbeyan Tigers up against Thurlow. Over the top came Baxter. Oh, that's oh, in the back. Yeah, well, Queanbeyan didn't get one early, but that's going to be a goal here anyway to the Southport Sharks. Snap around the corner. It might well be it's Mallon. Mallon, yep. Mallon has kicked his first and Southport get a relieving goal. It's 7-5-47, Queanbeyan Tigers 4-6-30. And Mao, you'd have to be just as puzzled by that holding the ball decision against Overs as we are up here. Well, just unbelievable. And uh, the bench weren't real happy with it either. You actually do have to be tackled to be holding the ball seriously. Well, particularly if you bounce the ball on the ground. It's not like he ran 20 metres without touching it. I think what happened is a player contacted him as he was bouncing it, which Maybe. made it look like he had dropped it because he had to go and find the ball again. Oh, I think the umpire's made a blunder. I don't disagree with you, but I'm trying to defend don't, the indefensible. Don't, don't try it. Not <laughs> up here. Grasping its draws, Craig. gets a good mark inside 50 as Queenbeyan determined to close this gap back up here before the halftime siren. 24 and a half minute mark in the second term on the AgL scoreboard. It is Tigers football on QBN FM brought to you by your Queen Tigers Club, www.tigersclub.com.au Really needs to kick this this game. Oh. Cavanari has and he sprayed it to the left. That's two that he really should have kicked and in the wash up at the end of this game they could prove crucial. Hasn't kicked a goal so far today. Not his conditions, of course, but when you get those opportunities, you've got to nail them. Oh, good work. Come straight back in. Jansen on the right. That's not on target either. So the Tigers are having plenty of play at the goals. It's 4 8 32 to the Southport Sharks, 7 5 47. Someone's cracked a joke in the stand because they've gone uh, into raptures. Ball's in the hands now of Knight for Southport. Deep in the back pocket. It's going to go down the line in between half-back and wing. Oh, big pack flies. Big fly by Milani. Doesn't take the mark. And the ball and the Queanbeyan Tiger play in Jensen is taken over. And it will be a throw-in just adjacent to the Southport dugout. 
Irwin gets the tap at the back. Conroy sharks it for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Got support in Jensen. Takes the ball now. Gets it by hand to King. King goes short to Quaid again. The ball has gone through his hands. You do have a chest, Ryan. Maybe you should try and use it. Or flat hands, perhaps. Not trying to be a coach, but that's typical wet weather style of marking. He's trying to take it like it's a dry day, and he's had about three or four go straight through the, the fingers. Waymouth gets the tap. Ball comes to ground. Irwin works hard. Gets the ball to Conroy. Quick kick out of the pack, but unfortunately there's no player there other than Merritt for Southport. Chips the ball across now. Southport will build out of defence. Kicks to a one-on-one. Knight and Franchi. Good work by Franchi. How's his second effort? It's there, but there's no support. Ball picked up now. Southport should get the ball out. Knight gets it by hand to Seddon. Seddon now again by hand. Good build up by Southport. Kick deep in the forward line. Good mark taken. And that's great work down there by Overs. Overs there backing himself. He didn't go the punch. He went the mark. His kick is a good one to Conroy. Conroy bombs it up. Makes uh, makes Dickinson sit under there and wait. And that was all too easy for Headland, who got the punch away to Keel. Keel now gone for the short sleeve in the uh, last time he was off the ground. So that's a change we'll have to note. Handball Greek. Handball Danaher. Gets it to Jarks. Who kicks it to the interchange gates and centre wing. Quaid. He leaves it down, but he kept it in front. Jolla he goes over the ball, dived on it. Umpire, what's he going to say? He's going to say it's all held up as Southport get numbers to the contest and we'll have a ball up just adjacent to the interchange gates. Here, 27-minute mark. <laughs> Jolliffe just puts uh, Wish Wilson down on the ground. Irwin takes the ball out of the centre. Hand pass goes back through Stevens to Conroy, uh, to Conroy, who slipped over as he kicks. He gets it back again through hands, just goes straight down the line, looking for distance. Getting back there, though, is Daniel, the former Western Creek captain. Handball to Baxter. Gets the kick to Seddon. He's been prominent. So far this morning, is it afternoon yet? Have it is a, afternoon. It is afternoon, beautiful. Southport, go towards the uh, half forward line, pack forms, it's all Queanbeyan, good punch. Who's got the numbers there? Lux of Fortune to Southport, goes straight to Wise, Wise, good use of the football, gets it to Burge, Burge on the left boot towards the half forward line. Oh. Why is a man sitting loose about 40 metres out from goal, That's that man furlough. being furlough? And uh, that's inexcusable for the Queanbeyan Tigers' defence. Furlow's the interchanging ruckman there, and I think they might just be going for a bit of height now that the uh, weather is getting a bit better there, Mel, because I thought uh, Weymouth and Furlow are both out on the ground. Vital kick here, probably for the Queanbeyan Tigers. They've tried really hard. The kick's on its way. It's missed by a long way. Minor score prevails, but Furlow is a former... Queensland under 18 best player in the championship so he's got a bit of pedigree about him that's for sure but obviously can't kick very well for goal from outside 50. It's half time here at Derry Farmers Park. Pretty entertaining game. It's the Southport Sharks 7 goals 6 48 to the Queanbeyan Tigers 4 8 32 and uh, much better performance by the Queanbeyan Tigers in that quarter. Every time Southport seemed to gain the ascendancy it was definitely wrestled back by Queenbian and then wrestled back by Southport again. So she's uh, an interesting battle so far. Mal Prentice, you're down there. Might be able to catch up with Pav as he goes down to the uh, chain sheds, but I know you wanted to uh, have a few words. Yeah, it's um, been an interesting game. Um, 
no, no team can really get on top here. I think um, some of the goals at Southport have actually kicked have been pretty soft where the uh, the Tigers' defence haven't really manned up well enough. Uh, but a couple of key misses by James Kavanagh in that quarter. He's just trying to kick the ball too hard. And he say you're the expert forward. He just probably needs to um, try and... Not try and steer them through with uh, speed, but just go back and kick them normally. Yeah, I think you're right, man. He's definitely trying to kick them, say, half post high with a bit of uh, bit of momentum. He's just got to go back to his natural style and just uh, kick through the football and allow or trust his own uh, kicking style because it's a beautiful kick of the football usually. But I think you're right, man. He's definitely trying to kick the ball too hard and... Uh, if that's not noted at half time, I might even pop down there and just have a bit of a bit of a word to him, just because we obviously want to see him kick goals, and uh, that's that's what he's paid to do, and he hasn't added to his 44 goals so far this season. But uh, I guess on balance of play, you'd probably say 16 points is a fair margin and a pretty big margin given the conditions downstairs. And I think it might be a case of the Queensland Tigers, if they don't find themselves in front at all during the remainder hour of the game, they might find it really hard to uh, get over the line coming in because it might be one of those days where once they get in front, momentum will help them. And uh, If you don't get in line. front, you don't win the game. Well, I think yeah, you know what I mean. So, I think they need to be in front at some stage to have belief that they can win the game. That's, uh, that's, okay, what, I'm, that's what I'm alluding to. Okay, that, I understand the point now. Hey, 20-point uh, margin is the largest margin of the game. That was at the 16-minute mark of the first term. So in that term, although it was three goals even, uh, the biggest gap of the game was only 16. It was only 17 points at 16 at the long break. Goal scorers for the uh, half. Baxter with two. I've got Wish Wilson, Hughes, Burge and Milan with one with singles. William Grigg with three for the uh, three for the Tigers, two for the Tigers. My uh, my little chicken scratches there were looking a bit too uh, ordinary. Two for the Tigers for Grigg, Fruin and uh, of course the backman in Bryce with one apiece. So it's the Southport Sharks seven six forty eight to the Queanbeyan Tigers for 8.32. As the Rezies, the Magoos out there on the ground just getting a feel for the ground, their game will be coming up later this afternoon. And certainly if you want an enjoyable afternoon here at Dairy Farmers Park, there's still some great football action awaiting. And, of course, you can wrap it all up at the Tigers Club Terrace Bistro. Tigers Club, www.tigersclub.com.au. Proud sponsors of QBN FM Football. Ahead of the break here at halftime. Uh, Niso, do you want to do the stats now or you want to do that when we come back? Oh, I think we'll go downstairs and grab a pie and a drink. Okay. What do you reckon? Okay. We'll take a break here from Dairy Farmers Park with the Southport, Southport Sharks 16-point leaders. As we hand it back to the studio, we'll return in 10 minutes' time with the second half action. Welcome back to... Margaret Donoghue Oval, of course. It's Dairy Farmers Park for the second half of the cross-conference game in the North East Australian Football League between Queanbeyan and Southport. Craig Ravel, Michael Neeson and Mel Prentice is boundary side as uh, the teams break away from their huddles to get the second half underway. Leading disposal getters, uh, Toby Conroy. The move in the second quarter to get him forward was a, a very good one. He ends up with 20 disposals at the long break. Danaher Grigg with 18 apiece, and it's Stevens with 14, Dickinson with 13. Unfortunately, 
13 disposals, of which probably seven of them were ineffective. Bryce, a goal, two for the backman, but 11 disposals. King with 10. I had King two weeks ago best on ground against Ainsley. Uh, he didn't get the Muir medal, but, gee, he had a fantastic, I'd call that a breakout game. Mal, what are the conditions like ahead of the bounce down? Well, we'll go to you, Niso, for the ball up. Weymouth gets the tap. Irwin sharks the ball. When they go off the ground, hit the other foot. Has a second bite of the cherry. Kicks it towards Quaid. Quaid there with Daniel. Support there for Southport by Wish Wilson. Mal reckons he should be on Dancing with the Stars or Falling with the Stars no, anyway. Diving with the Stars. Diving with the Stars. Ball's in the hands now of Franchi. Goes towards a pack. 35 metres out from the Tigers, but it's all Southport. They get the ball out. Who's there for the Queenie Tigers? No one. Milani picks up the ball. The handball goes astray. Picked up by Conroy to Bryce. Bryce to Kirkwood. Kirkwood goes across the ground towards Griggs. He's got two to beat. Oh, high. Very rarely gets tackled, does Griggs. Ball now. Milani just dropped the ball. Picked up now by Baxter around the corner. Good work there by the Queenbian Tigers. Pretty fast pace early in this third term. Not a good kick there by the Queenbian Tiger player in Danaher. Dispute here. Picked up now by Griggs. Griggs goes short and Irwin takes the mark just on the defensive side of the square. Irwin looks forward. He's got a long lead from Manny. He tries to honour that, but it's over his head. And the mark is taken back there by Pope of Southport, who kicks out towards the scoreboard. Southport Sharks all by themselves. Hughes played on immediately. Overs had to go back and get him. Knight on a run as he gets the hand pass off Weymouth. He shoots a goal, and it's a good kick at goal two. One and a half minutes into this third term, and Southport have a goal on the board and they lead now 8654 I just think the Queanbeyan Tigers need to man up a bit better there was three or four Southport players on that outer half forward flank they've got to raffle it amongst themselves great pace there by Knight I've liked his game he's definitely got some flashes of brilliance he's very good in the air very good on the ground and he's got good foot skills as well that's his second of the day and Southport eke out to a pretty handy lead here. Rucks go out at Weymouth. He's been impressive in the middle. Ball's in hands of Keel. Keel goes towards the full forward line. Good punch away there by Jarks for the Tigers. Danaher's dragged off the ball. Should have been a free kick around the corner. Just misses to the right-hand side of the upright. Didn't pick up who that player was. But the Queanbeyan Tigers will bring the ball back in immediately. Two on one. Kirkwood's three on one now. Not a good choice there from defence. Handball by Pope. Around the corner. There's another goal to Baxter. That's his third. Fast start here to the second half. And one would suggest that if they got a rollicking by their coach at quarter time, they might well have got another one at half time. They've come out fire and brimstone. They're now nine goals, seven, 61. Biggest margin of the game, Queanbeyan Tigers. They're 4-8-32. It is a 29-point margin. Three minutes gone, third term. Mal Prentice, hopefully that mic's working now. 
Still having problems with Mal Prentice's radio mic down there on the boundary line. So there's uh, two goals won in the first three minutes as the tap. Oh, Shark beautifully running hard is Burge. Burge kicks up over the top and a strong mark taken that time by, uh, it's not Thurlow, it is Milani. So Milani is going to have their third goal in three minutes. Mal Prentice, is that mic working for you now? Certainly is, correct. All right. Well, it's been a blistering start by Southport here. I'll be interested to get your read on what it's like boundary side when you get back down there in a few moments. Kick on its way. Goal umpire has to work a long way to the left, but it is through the six, and that will be Milani's first goal of the afternoon. It opens up a 35-point lead by Southport here as we just tick over the four-minute mark. Three goals won, all Southport's way, Mal Prentice. It's a, a shocking start for the Tigers. Yeah, they seem to just come out uh, asleep at the, in the first quarter and also after this long break. They came out uh, pretty good last week, but um, four and a half minutes gone. It's been nothing but Southport so far. Any rain down there at the moment, or is it still trying to dry? Ball's back in the middle. Weymouth Irwin. Weymouth gets the tap. Doesn't go to anyone in particular. Stacks on. Grings at the bottom of the pack where he normally is. Again, Southport try and get the ball free. Tackled there is Davis. And that ball's not going out anywhere. You're talking about... Uh, games in stages. You look at the first turn, the first, what, six minutes Southport kicked three goals, and the first four minutes here they kicked three, so the bulk of their scores have come in a ten minute burst the rest of the game's been pretty even ball goes towards the half forward line for Southport, picked up by Marlin kick up, it's higher rather than long, punch away by Swan, kick off the ground by Swan towards the Tobin Brothers sign, and it beats all players across and we will have a throw-in about 65 metres around from the Southport goal. It seems like deja vu. It's been all Southport at the start of this third term, kicking to the small oval end. Umpire's seen a free kick. It's going to go to Southport. Too high was the call. Umpire's oh, allowed to play on. on. Yeah, he's called play on, which was... Uh, there must have been at least a 10-minute delay in between him calling play on, but the upshot is the mark's been taken by Screech, and this could well be a match-winning lead here already by Southport. Mm, yeah, no surprise you're mentoring Tobin Brothers because it's looking like a funeral here at the moment and the crowd completely out of this one as uh, they really need to fire up. Kick on its way. Likes it. Yep, Screech gets his first. It's the 11th for Southport and they now head out to a 41 point lead here at the 6 minute mark of the third term. Mel, how's my maths? Yeah, pretty good Craig. The um, Tigers defence just didn't pick up the advantage call there from the umpire. They're all standing around and the, the quick kick in and uh, Screech unopposed took a chest mark. Yeah, so they'll be doing very, very well. The Queanbeyan Tigers get back into this game. They've been blown out of the water in the first six minutes of this third term. Four unanswered majors to Southport. Tigers need to respond. Irwin doesn't win this tap. Weymouth gets it again. Again, Shark by Sedon. He's been impressive for most of the afternoon. Goes towards the half-forward line for the Sharks. An errant handball there by Baxter. 
goes towards the forward pocket line for the Southport Sharks. Kick off the ground by Screech is out of bounds and will have a throw in about 20 metres around from the Southport goal. It's been all Southport in the first seven and a half minutes of the third term. Rux will go at it again. Irwin over the back comes Baxter. He's doing everything for his side. Picked up by Conroy. Gets it to Jolliffe. Short kick to Dickinson. Dickinson now goes to uh, a pack. The pack is full of white jumpers, though. Picked up now by Daniel. Gets it by hand to Skipper Wise. Wise weaves through traffic. Again, loose is Milani. Who's on him? The umpire's called, I guess, an obstruction call. Oh, that's harsh. I thought that was body on body, shoulder to shoulder, Irwin and Milan that time. I think it might have been just moments before that in the marking contest with the Queanbeyan Tiger player. wasn't looking at the ball and obstructed Milani, but for the second time in the first eight minutes, he was three inside 50. Very poor manning up by the Queanbeyan Tigers. Might have a look after he has a shot at goal to see who's supposed to be picking him up. Well, at the moment, he's uh, rucking forward, so that's Irwin. So Irwin was with him. It was just that bump. Well, I'll tell you what, he wasn't really with him for either of the two contests. Milani kicks the goal, gives a bit of lip service to Irwin. That should fire up Irwin. Doesn't take too much to get him a bit excited. But Milani, he has scored his second goal and a commanding lead here to Southport. They're making the Tigers look second rate here in this third term. It's 12 goals, 7, 79 to the Queanbeyan Tigers, 4, 8, 32. And Milani, I did some research on him, Craig. He is a former Suns tack side player. So he's got some credentials behind him as well. And uh, he looks like a big unit down there in the forward line. Giving us here in the uh, commentary box a uh, bad name with all this research. The tap is Shark by Danaher, who's gone on the ball now over the top to Franchi. Franchi, he's looking for something, but there was nothing on offer. So he goes long, looking for Manny Franchi. Just doesn't get the bounce as the ball skids away to the left-hand side of the big sticks. And the first score for the Tigers, get it back to a 46-point ball game in the nine-and-a-half-minute mark of the third term. Knight gets the clearance kick away by hand. He'll get it back on the 1-2, getting it from Seddon. Knight has a bounce and kicks inside 50. Pack flies, but no one can get clean hands onto it. The Tigers try to get back. Oh, that looked like a throw. Umpire finally agrees with me. I've screamed that at the TV over the last two days on a number of occasions to no avail. Ball now in the hands of Kirkwood. Goes to the lead and honour the lead of Danaher. Marsa just inside the defensive 50. Grandstand side half back line. Goes towards Conroy. Takes the mark. No metres gained but possession maintained. This is the important kick for the Queen Tigers. This is where they've struggled for most of the day. Goes short to the lead. It's three on one. Terrible use of the football by the Queanbeyan Tigers. And poor Ryan Quaid must be wondering he's what he has it. to do to get a decent foot pass. He's had no help today. Got to ask uh, Mal Prentice, is Danaher wearing stops in his boots? He looks like he's wearing flat shoes the way he's slipping over every contest. Jolliffe. He's probably got the moulded soles on. But uh, the ground a bit slippery on top. The uh, Southport boys have uh, found out that if you give Neil Irwin a bit of niggle, he'll uh, come back at you, and he's given away a couple of cheap frees in the last few minutes. Yeah, he has indeed. Ball bouncing away. Swan, one-handed hand pass, goes unpunished as the ball pal is uh, a maul, just forms over the ball. The umpire's letting it play on. He'll have to do something now as uh, players fall to ground. 
and we'll have a ball up just taking place inside 50 45 degree angle Nisa and it's ugly for Tigers fans it is at the moment just on the boot uh, Craig you'll find that most modern footballers don't like wearing long stops they feel more comfortable wearing short stops and uh, while I don't agree with it but uh, I think most players play for comfort rather than uh, the ability to stay on their feet yeah well it's a game about being on your feet and the amount of time Mitch Danaher who's a beautifully gifted player is slipping and sliding you have to think someone needs to give him a boot with some longer stops as the throwing takes place Irwin trying to get the ball away to uh, uh, to uh, Jensen Jensen they eventually let it play on enough that it comes out Southport's way can't get clean hands on it but eventually the hand pass gets to Screech Screech looking for Knight he lets it bounce in front of him Franchi and Knight that's not a really like for like uh, battle is it Franchi hasn't got the leg speed to go with Knight as the ball gets delivered inside by Crawford and that's all too easy in the third quarter as the Sharks are about to pick up another shot on goal and it'll be that number 13 Milani who'll yes. go for his third in this quarter he's been dominant in this quarter mind you he's had a few teammates they have absolutely slaughtered the Queanbeyan Tigers in the first 12 minutes Milani the kicks on its way it's through that's his third and his 16th goal of the season so he's uh, worried the uh, goal scorers more often than not in 2012 but that now six goal quarter is six goals in 12 and a half minutes and the Tigers have been totally blown away and uh, I don't think there's any coming back from this one Mal your thoughts yeah I'm just not sure who's meant to be on him at the moment but uh, it doesn't seem to have an opponent the other guy who doesn't have one and uh, Craig you mentioned it was Knight off half back he's just giving them uh, way too much run nobody seems to be able to keep up with him and it's just ridiculous because Franchi does not have the leg speed to be able to play on Knight and doesn't have a defensive side of his game either Mm. that's a bit of a worry there it's a mismatch but I guess it's a mismatch they're exploiting it's a mismatch all over the ground so far in this third term Tigers try and get the ball out of the middle they do so now, Grig. Oh, you just can't tackle Grig. He's too good. Picked up now by Conroy. Conroy goes towards Manny, goes over his head, and will skid towards the boundary line. But at least the ball is away from the goals of the Southport Sharks, and it's finally hit uh, the forward line for the Queanbeyan Tigers. And uh, players like Kavanagh and Manny and Quaid will hopefully relish the ball being in the forward 50. Quaid will go for the ruck. Doesn't win the tap, comes to ground. Will Griggs tries to get the ball on his boot, but in being tackled, the ball is taken over the line. Screech is looking for a free kick somehow. Not quite sure what he was pleading for, but uh, maybe was hoping it was going to be out in the full. But we have a throw-in deep inside the Queanbeyan Tigers scoring zone. We are yep. waiting for the no ball to come back. No one has gone to get the ball from no. over the fence, and I don't know why a player should have to do it when there's spare balls around. Finally, a goal umpire... Well, well, I can tell you as an uh, ball forward, when we used to play the old football But you used to play with one football. We did, but the, uh, the, we would regularly be asked to go and get the football, and I just blatantly refused. It's not my job. Anyway, the ball is in the Queanbeyan Tiger forward line. Coming out now is Southport Sharks, picked up by Curlin, tackled immediately. Could be a free kick in the back to Jolliffe, not paid. Southport will clear. That's through Davis. Goes down towards their half-forward line. Good hands by Hughes. Hands it off to Sedon. Sedon, no, little dink. Tried to get it to himself. Picked up. No, oh, Swan. Oh. You've got to go with two mitts, son, not one. Southport are in the van here. Around the corner. There's another one. And that's Baxter. He's got four. 
and 32 for the season, and that now makes it seven goals in 15 minutes. 58 points the lead. It's Southport Sharks, 14, 7, 91. They're just under 10 goals clear of the Tigers, who are 4, 9, 33. Mal Prentice, boundary side. There's no talk, is yeah, there, Mal? Yeah, boys, I think... No. The uh, the bench have had enough of Andrew Swan for the moment. He was the one that was meant to be on Milani, and he was the one that couldn't pick it up in the goal square. Cost him another one, so I think he's coming off for a spell. He's not Robinson Crusoe, though. This has been a appalling quarter. 58 points the difference as the ball up takes place. And Mal's going to tell me it's 59 in a sec or something silly like no, that. It's 58. But it's uh, Franchi. Well, he breaks away. He, this is the attacking game you like. He kicks into the vacant goal square and Franchi pulls one back. A 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 goal run is finally quashed at the 16-minute mark with Franchi's goal that gets him back to... 52 points, remembering it was a 16-point deficit at half-time and a 12-point deficit at quarter-time. Yeah, this is bordering on embarrassing for the Queanbeyan Tigers, but what it does show is the top teams of the Eastern aren't anywhere near the top teams of the Northern, and uh, it's going to take a while for the Eastern to close the gap, no doubt. The Eastern, the Northern's been going for quite some time. In, in their style of competition, so it will take some time, but learning curve for the That's Tigers. That's a high tackle. He's going to pay oh. holding the ball. Lux of Fortune there. Pope probably did try and barge through the uh, the pack. Picked up now by Conroy. Need another quick five or six to the Queanbeyan Tigers. Oh, good effort there by Kavanagh. Going back with the float of the ball. And he Umpire was not out. in control has uh, awarded that. So that's interesting. The umpire in control. I did have a quick word to Cav at half time about okay. what we thought was the uh, the issue. No, no, hold on, hold on. What you thought? <laughs> I'm no goal kicker. I'm not going to tell Cav well, how okay. to play the game. Mal did suggest maybe he was kicking it too hard. I actually agreed with Mal, and uh, Cav actually agreed too. So, be interested to see if he goes back to his normal style. It looks like he has, and it's not even effective this time either. So that's three misses to the big Cav. So. He's had a crack at a couple of different uh, attempts at goal and hasn't nailed one of them. Good mark here by Weymouth. I've liked his work rate, Weymouth. He uh, definitely covers some turf and he's pretty handy uh, in the ruck. Goes down towards the grandstand wing. Nearly a mark there by Milan. They've had a lot of good players here at Southport. Jolliffe is wrapped up by a number of players and will have a ball up just in front of the interchange gate here at Dairy Farmers Park. Now, you see it a lot where uh, Quaid, playing at centre-half forward, gets on good leads and no support. He constantly plays his game outnumbered two-on-one. I prefer to see him lead more directly, though. He leads too far to the boundary line, and that's why he loses all his support. Yeah, it's a fair call too, and the only safety he's got there is a boundary line. Curling gets the tap, picked up by Dickinson. Kick of sorts, picked up now. Kirkwood dropped though, the ball is slippery. Jensen working hard, haven't caught him too often with the ball. Picked up now by Keel, gets it by hand. Southport with a scrubby old uh, torpedo, picked up by Milan. Lux of fortune with that torpedo. Ball's in the hands now of Sedon. Goes towards Shoes. Jarks is alongside of him for how long? Trying to kick it off the ground, his shoes. Safe to the line here for the forward. Doesn't take it out, but Jarks does. And we'll have a throw-in about 40 metres around 
from the Southport goal. It's been all Southport in the first 19 minutes. They're 14-7-91. Queanbeyan Tigers, 5-10-40. Mal Little is going to come back on the ground, but it's interesting that white legging that he's got on his right leg. Is there an injury concern down there as the Tigers starting to work it out of the back line? I think he's just had calf problems and it's a precautionary thing. All right, Fruin. Well, he's done two bounces. Now he just kicks it long because there's no one forward. And once again, it's bombed into the hands of the captain of the Southport Sharks in Wise. Wise goes wide to Weymouth, who immediately gets it on by hand. Kick forward by Daniel. It's a good one, and it spots up at the centre-half forward position. Another of the Southport Tigers. 19 and a half minutes gone. 91 plays 40. It's a 51 point ball game as they pump it inside 50. Hughes can't take it. Neither can Thurlow. They, uh, sorry, neither can Milani and Tigers will try to rebound. Fruin, bouncing ball doesn't favour him. Gets into the hands of Crawford who kicks across the body out towards that boundary line. The numbers are favouring Southport as Screech has it and Screech goes inside 50 again where the Tigers have numbers and Bryce takes a good mark plays on gets tackled immediately his hand pass bounces into the hands of Seddon and the Southport Tigers are getting uh, the Southport Sharks get another run at it ball's now in the hands of Bryce that's not a good kick gonna go out of bounds on the full searching for Toby Conroy was but he's pushed it too far and the relieving free kick will be taken by Seddon called his name a lot today he and uh, a couple Boys, others like... gone back to pick up Milani the change has been made. Well, I guess Quaid wasn't getting much luck down in the forward line and uh, might be uh, an attempt to stop the hemorrhaging here at Dairy Farmers Park as percentage could be costly towards season end. Danaher chips it wide to Conroy. They've been able to find the short passes okay, the Queanbeyan Tigers, but when they go long, there seems to be outnumbered all over the ground. Curlin is going to have to go up against Weymouth. Too big is Weymouth, and he will pump the ball deep into the forward line for Southport. Back of the park is Bryce. Gets a big punch on the ball. Picked up now by Dickinson. Gets it by hand to Little. Little goes short. Kavanagh long way from home. Gets the handball to Danaher. In towards the forward line. Watches under this. How is it going to go? Ball goes to the back of the pack. Picked up there by Davis. Goes by hand. Ball now in the hand of Keel. Keel gets another handball. Goes short. Kick now towards Screech. Grandstand wing. Handball in board. That's Wish Wilson. Wilson goes towards Milani. Good punch away there by Quaid. Shark there by uh, Bryce it is. Pack forms. Umpire's going to have to come in and ball this one up, that's for sure. And we have a ball up on the 50 metre paint for the Southport Sharks. 24 and three quarter minutes gone. It's 14 7 91, 5 10 40. There's the ball just in dispute at centre half forward for Southport. Queenbean eventually through Dickinson gets the hand pass. Now Kirkwood goes by hand quickly again, getting it on to Fruin, who kicks up, bounces off the chest that time of the new boy in Ben Walsh. He looks to come in board, finds Conroy. Conroy then just goes across to Danaher, who's gone forward now, looking to try and give them some direction up there. Out of the goal square, he's really got not too much. Eventually a lead comes, and it's a good mark taken on the chest by the 46 of Bo Watts. So Watts, he's on a tight angle. He's only about uh, 10 metres in from the boundary line. He kicks from 45, and he's kicked a point. 
Oh, in fact, it came back. It's hit the post. So 50 points the difference here at Dairy Farmers. Well, that's our first score in five minutes of play. Yes, I was going to say, Southport haven't kicked a goal on eight minutes, so it's been a good eight minutes for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Yeah, the problem was for the first uh, 15 minutes where they kicked eight of them. Yeah, they, oh, they, seven they, of them, they kicked seven, that's for sure, and they uh, definitely taught the Queanbeyan Tigers a football lesson in that 15 minutes. They've stemmed the flow a little, but uh, it's too little too late for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Shark there nicely by Keel. Keel goes to the half-forward line. It should be all Queen. Great mark taken there by Thurlow. That was a throw. Too big, too strong. Kick on his way now by Knight. Not going to give himself a chance to kick a goal with that one. But again, he is very quick, very elusive, very skillful. And he has done some damage to the Queanbeyan Tigers today. He has two. Didn't add to that one. Poor kick there by Dickinson. going to come straight back. Keel. Loose man. There's three of them. And one of them has taken the mark. And when he turns around, I'll tell you which one it is. But again, poor kick by Dickinson. And it went straight to a, a pack of sharks. What, what do they call a pack of sharks? Don't know. Nest of sharks. And it goes straight to set on. One of the better players today for Southport. They've had a number of them. I've made Mal will know. We'll go down to Mal. I've made school of sharks. That'll do. Anyway. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, set on. Hasn't kicked a goal You do afternoon. the research, Niso. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> on footballers, not of the fish variety. And set on. I can tell you that is his sixth goal of the season, judging by my research, and first of the afternoon, and another one to the Southport Sharks. They are giving the Queanbeyan Tigers a football lesson in this third term. 15-8-98. 57 points in front of the Queanbeyan Tigers. Five goals, 11-41. Yes, 24 and a half minute mark, and this is going to be something like a 31 minute quarter at least. So plenty of time for Southport football scores on the board. And all up in the sound. My mic's just finally died. You're back. Yep. Um, yeah, you're back, mate. Thanks. As, Craig's uh, gone back into the forward line, by the way. And he didn't stay down back for too long. And Mitch Danaher's also gone back too, hasn't he? As the tap down, trying to shark it was the Tigers, but it's going the way. Knight gets the ball on the ground, just hand passes it forward. Wish Wilson, or is that Dive Wilson, goes through... Doesn't get the ball, and the Tigers will pump it forward. Good mark taken by Stevens. He plays on again and kicks it to the man in white. Golly. As uh, working back wise, the uh, captain, as Niso did the research to tell us, goes back and uh, has to hand pass it backwards. They're just working it out, building it up now. The captain, wise, gets it back again. Then he kicks forward to Pope and the holy man. Gets the ball. Gives it off by hand now. Working forwards to Daniels. Daniels will get it on the 1-2 off of Devine. His kick forward. Just good work by Overs there to make a contest at the fall of the ball. Burge is in there along with Wish Wilson. And it will be a ball up to take place. Centre wing, grandstand side. 26 minute mark of the third term. It's 15-8-98. Plays 5-11-41. Not in the favour of the Tigers. No, damaging quarter for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Southport been all over him like a cheap suit. Oh, Overs, you're that's gone, ball. son. Had to be holding the ball, not given. Picked up there by Milani. He's come back on the ground. That's why Quaid might have gone back to the forward line. Curlin by hand to King. A lot of Queanbeyan Tiger players have gone missing yeah. in this term. And there's a free kick found. King and probably get that. to King, yeah. 
Got interfered with after he got rid of the ball. Picked up now, goes towards Curlin. Again, they've gone very wide, the Queanbeyan Tigers. They really haven't had anyone with the ability to take a mark uh, down the spine. Goes long, Waymouse will eat this up. Punched away there, well done there by Quaid. Southport again with numbers, Wise. Gets it by hand towards Knight. Knight now, got all the time in the world, all the speed. Beautiful looking kick. Good contest there by the Queanbeyan Tiger player in overs. Spelled the mark attempt by Flag. But it's all Southport again. They get the ball. Oh, even confident enough to have a bounce. Birds, was he tripped? Gets through the, the pathetic tackle by Kirkwood. Flying shot at goal, misses. And you've got to tackle a bit harder than that when you've got a player running at you. And... Uh, Probably shouldn't say the word pathetic, but it wasn't a very good attempt. 27 and a half minute mark. It's a 58 point lead for the Southport Sharks as the Tigers go wide. And the mark is taken by Pope of the Southport Sharks. Oh, the kick in's not a good one to centre half forward. Gives the Tigers time to get back there, but they can't take it cleanly. It's the big Ruckman doing the work from ground level. Gives it off to Pope. Pope can't go forward and kicking in danger. Roy Jarks just almost kicked the hand off that shark. Uh, well, that makes sense. He kicked the fin off the shark. It's the uh, 47 of Milan who's kicked one already in this quarter and he's going back to kick, what will that be, the eighth? Goal, ninth goal of the third term. 28 and a half minutes gone, and it's a 58 point lead to Southport Sharks as he moves in directly. One goal, three to the Tigers this quarter. As he puts the kick on the way, he sprays it out to the left. A 59 point lead now to the Sharks as Mal Prentice, what's going on down at ground level? Yeah, it'd be nice darker. if the Tigers could spot up a target when they kick the ball in. And also, the ball coming into the half-forward line, it's just bombed in way too high and too long, giving the forwards absolutely no chance. They went straight down the ground that time. Curlin with a good overhead mark, handballs it off. Kick is forward. It's Kane Stevens trying to beat three on one. Uh, Kavanagh applies the tackle. Wise for Southport. Gets it back, though, in the clearing kick. Well, they raffle it off the Southport Sharks. Fortunately for the Tigers, Flag was unable to get his hands on the ball. 29 minutes and 14 seconds. That's a short quarter, considering we had 10 goals kicked in the term. But it is Southport, who cracked the 100 now. 15, 10, 100 plays the Queanbeyan Tigers. 5, 11, 41, 59 points the difference. Mal Prentice is going to have a listen to what the coaches say and you would imagine that uh, the Southport coach is going to be full of praise for the effort of his side whereas uh, Kate Klemke will have a lot to say to the Tigers and he'll say it in the nicest possible manner. Yeah, tale of... Uh I guess two sides there. One was dominant, one was pretty ordinary. And uh, unfortunately for the Queanbeyan Tigers, they were the latter. They just could not get their hands on the football. They were outnumbered at the contest. They couldn't move the ball quickly. Um, Southport just pretty much continued where they were in that first 15 minutes of the match. They were clean with their skills. They were quick. Their work rate was fantastic. And they really showed how football should be played in these conditions. And it just opened my eyes to... I guess the different level of the standard of yeah. the northern sides compared to one of the best sides in the uh, Eastern Conference. And uh, Queanbeyan Tigers were made to look second rate in that term, which is unfortunate because they really worked their way back into the football game 
during the uh, the back end of that first half. And you go at a half time with a margin of 16 points. I'm damn sure that uh, they would have been pretty confident about their ability to get back in the game, and they would have been talking about getting the first goal and getting the second goal. As we go down to Mal, Mal, I'm pretty sure that uh, pretty dejected Queanbeyan Tiger Huddle. Yeah, Cade Clempy, that's probably the angriest I've ever seen him in the uh, the time that I've been watching the the club this year. Basically labelled that quarter an absolute disgrace. Said that no one wanted to get the footy and that they needed to have a long hard think about what the hell they were doing. He thinks that they're all too worried about next week's game against Ainsley and he wants them to go into their groups now and have a chat about it and see what they can do to try and get some respect in this last quarter. Now, one very different thing about the uh, about the uh, break here is he pulled them together and gave them the dressing down before they went off. Normally, teams these days go into their zone coaches and then come together for the coaches' uh, lecture, but this was a spray as soon as they got together. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, said that nobody wanted to attack the footy. They all stood back and just let their mate go and get it. No one was helping out. There was no talk, no shepherding, no bumping off the ball. Uh, he was just a very, very angry man. Now, has he been coaching from the uh, box the whole game? No, he's been down on the boundary line basically since midway through the first quarter. All right, so he's, he saw the writing on the wall fairly early there as Niso's got the stats. So we might look at some stats whilst Mal Prentice with his Collingwood Southport Sharks jacket on there just gets himself in amongst the school of sharks down there in three-quarter time. Look, I guess it's all well and good pointing out how many disposals players have had. And I will do so because there are some players that are having an effort out there. But the one stat that concerns me the most, and you and I have discussed it off air at both breaks, is the fact that the Tigers, even though they've been second in the ball for the majority of, of well, probably you know, 40, 50 minutes of this game, they've only been able to lay 16 tackles, which is really, really poor when you consider the conditions are conducive to tackling. To only lay 16 tackles in three quarters of football is pretty average, I've got to say. Mm, you're right, and that is the thing. The players are on the ground. They're not speeding through uh, the lines as you see in dry football. So it means that as soon as you lose the battle for the ball, you should be going to lock the man carrying the ball up and uh, not let him get a disposal away or not let it be a clean disposal, which is, as uh, Mal said, Kate Lemke was all over it in his uh, three-quarter time spray. He said, you watched, and ball watching is the worst thing that you can be accused of, Niso, when you're out on a football ground. Well, absolutely. It does stick out like a sore thumb, particularly up here in the commentary box. But the leading stat getters for the Queanbeyan Tigers hasn't all been bad for the Tigers. Toby Conroy leads all comers with 28. Mitch Danaher, 25. Will Griggs, 22. Dickinson has 18. Stevens has 16. Been very quiet since quarter time. He got 10 of those 16 in the first term. Bryce has 15. And then King, 13. Kirkwood, 12. And Jolliffe has 11. So there's only nine Queanbeyan Tiger players in double figures. And that just says that they haven't shared the workload and they've left too much to too few. Mm, goal kickers to three-quarter time. I'll let you get them because I've missed a few. OK, goal kickers for Southport Sharks. Baxter, he has four. Milani kicked three in a, in a dominant third term. Knight has two. Singles to Screech, Wish Wilson, Hughes, Sedon, Burge and Mallon, number 47.
for the Queanbeyan Tigers, oh, they're a little bit uh, harder to find. Two to Will Griggs, one to Franchi, one to Bryce, and one to Fruin for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Three-quarter time here, it is 15 goals, 10, 100 to the Queanbeyan Tigers. Five goals, 11, 41. And Mal, I noticed you did walk across to the Southport huddle. I'm pretty sure he was nowhere near as vocal as when you heard him at quarter time. No, Mal, you're at the. Uh, I can see you at the Queanbeyan Tigers huddle. What were you? Uh, what was happening over at the Southport huddle? Uh, they were pretty happy over at the uh, Southport huddle, obviously with that quarter. They've uh, the coach was imploring them to just keep it going. Five minute uh, groups uh, trying to get it forward and make sure that they stick to their structures in the last quarter. Niso, just one of the big differences between the North and the Eastern Conference so far has to be the uh, quality of the uh, training staff. Uh, you have been known to uh, make comment about the training staff from time to time, and uh, I just wanted to say uh, congratulations to the Southport Sharks there. Look, I think you'll find both camps have um, trainers who, uh, I guess, look like they do a bit of training. For one, for one of a better word, um, yeah, I was picked up a couple of years ago, but it wasn't my fault. It was, it was the person's fault. It was their fault for looking that way. What can I say? Anyway, but is that was that your stitch up, Craig? Yeah, it was a stitch up. Okay, no, you didn't throw it, but yeah, it's good to see that uh, not just the footballers look athletic, but some of the trainers do as well. The other noticeable difference between the two sides is uh, there's a lot of white bodies from the Canberra side, a lot of dark tan bodies from the, uh, the Queensland side. It's I thought a Queensland team would have a long, attractive, blonde-haired uh, assistant trainer. Oh, is that the one you were talking about? Okay. Oh, I'm you're, if you're looking at the men, I'm more worried about I'm you. I'm worried about the football. Ball comes in the hands of Manny, kicks towards the forward line. Long way behind his opponent is Dickinson. Does not follow up with a chase. That's No, it's actually Stevens. Apologies to Dickinson. Poor effort from Stevens. Picked up now by Weymouth. He's tackled. Conroy picks up the oh. ball, gives a short handball. Probably didn't need it, did the Queanbeyan Tiger player. Jolliffe gets the ball out to Danaher. Trying hard but going nowhere. Bryce gets the ball now. Queanbeyan through King. Goes towards Stevens. Two on one. Ball goes over the pack. Picked up now by that loose player in Wise. Very skillful player is Wise. Goes out to another skillful player in Knight. He's got some space. Let's watch him go. Great chase by Jensen. Good kick there, though. Ball goes towards Shoes. Not a free kick given. Thought uh, it might have been paid. Good follow-up work there by Knight again. Kicks it to the uh, the player who was warming up at, at half-time. Half yeah, thought he might have had a cork thigh. That's flag, that is. Yeah, the player is flagged. Interesting. Uh, he was flagged at half-time to go up forward. Oh, great call, Craig. Interesting. You may not be aware, this young fellow's only 18 years of age, so to be playing at this level of football at 18 years of age, and they've got a couple of them in this side... They've got a big future ahead of them, some of these players, and flag. He's kicked 10 goals so far this season. Lining up for his first this afternoon, only from about 35 metres out, likes it, goes straight over the umpire's hat. Flag has his first. How many this season? He now has 11, Craig, and that's 16 to the Southport Sharks. You cannot mock a man for research. Tigers have five goals, 11, 41. We it, can mock it, just be wrong. It is, it's a 65-point margin here. One and a half minutes gone in the final term, and let's hope it's a very short term for your sake, Craig. Valfrenas.
He was on the list at GWS, Adam Flagg, so research, I'm not see? sure why he's gone up to Southport. <laughs> Good research there, Mal. And, uh, you just have that. Just uh, for the Tigers in this last quarter, boys, the set-up, they're going with Kane Stevens, one out in the goal square. Yeah, but all too often, as the ball up goes to a bit of a scrag down there by the concentric circles, all too often, when the ball's coming in, they, whoever's setting up at full forward is trying to battle a two-on-one, which is the same problem that uh, I mentioned before about uh, Ryan Quaid consistently having to battle two-on-ones in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they've definitely worked hard, the Southport Sharks, defensively and offensively. Umpire's picked out a trip. Pretty difficult to pick that out when about four blokes are on the ground, but he's found it. Free kick went to King. Handballs to Danaher. Danaher sees a loose player. Got to go hard there. Was Bo Watts. Needs some support. Tiger player in there is supporting. Gets the uh, free player kick. down. That's Weymouth, I think, that's down there, Mal. It is, it is Weymouth. You can tell by the it hairstyle. Is. Southport will get the ball out of defence. Picked up here by Wise. Wise goes to a... Well, should have been a two-on-one contest. Free kick. Yeah. Paid to Milani. Irwin won't like that. Free kick given away. Milani now. Sees a loose player. Flags in the goal square. The ball should get to him. What he does with it now goes around on the left. Kicks, but the ball has been touched. Goes through for a minor score anyway. And Cade Klemke on the banjo line does not look that impressed at all. And I would not like to be at the Queanbeyan Tigers training session on Monday. Danaher kicks to himself. Has another stat towards Swan. Swan. I don't know where that's really going to. He made hard work to Bryce. He tried really hard to get there to fix up the kick. Shark pack forms. Picked up now by Irwin. Irwin by hand to Danaher. Danaher spots a loose man. Manny, good hands. Tries to play on immediately. Goes by hand to Conroy. Conroy towards Kavanagh. Long way from home. He's hardly had a sniff today, Kavanagh. He's had three shots a goal and missed all of them. Bit of a, bit of a punch tackle there, I think, by Will Griggs on the opponent there in Van der Verken. First time I've had to say that name, and thank God for that. Throw-in takes place, tapped away, won by Southport through the hand of Thurlow, but it was sharked by King, and King taken to ground, and it will have another ball up, subsequent ball up about 10 metres further in field. Still on the grandstand side, tap, not won by anyone, but off the ball, umpire has picked up a free kick to the Tigers for holding. It's going to go to Joloff, who hasn't had his best game today. Kicks in board, kicks it too short. Grigg has to go and pick it up off the ground. Then he just tosses it up, and it's Bryce who's come down the ground. Bryce goes to to full forward now. There was three Southport Sharks just taking up space there, and Stevens had to try and zigzag through to even get to the contest. They go wide. Flag now down back. Gives it to Knight. Knight kicks to centre wing. Bounces through everyone. It's going to be cleared now by the Tigers. He'll pump it back in. It's Todd Dickinson, I believe, as they work their way. Oh, no, he just went short in the end and gave it to King. King now again to a school of Sharks, and they will get the ball out of defence quite comfortably. That was your man Seddon, then. Yeah, he's been near on BOG. Milan gets the ball inboard. Mark's been taken. Tiger player goes to ground. 50 metres is the call. Not sure if that was for an encroachment on the mark, but in a nutshell, it's going to bring a player who was on the outer wing to about 30 metres out directly in front of goal. And this should be another goal to the Southport Sharks. 
Can't quite pick up who the player is. Mal, not quite sure if you know who's got the football, but if we don't, we'll wait to see for him to turn around. That's Tom Daniel, isn't it, Mal? He was a goal kicker when he it first... It may well be, Craig. You would know, Craig. I just can't a, see his number either. The next uh, creaky. The kick's on its way. It misses to the right. So must be Tom Daniel. So it doesn't matter who he is because he hasn't added to the goal tally and the Queanbeyan Tigers will attempt to get the ball out of defence through Mitch Danaher. Actually, that shot at goal was, was by Daniel. Good call, Craig. Danaher goes long towards Swan. Again, outnumbered two against one. Mark taken by the 18-year-old flag. There's plenty of players to choose from. He had three camps about 30 metres out. Goes towards the goal square. Two on one. Good mark taken down there by Irwin. Goes by hand to Danaher. Danaher, long kick to the wing. Jensen should get in should get and go, doesn't, stops, props. Oh, he's got Bryce inside, just doesn't look. Goes down the line, Kavanagh hasn't been one of his better afternoons. Again, Southport with numbers, work it by hand. Good foot pass and good hands. Good mark taken by Baxter. He's kicked four goals, been prominent for most of the afternoon. Goes long, one-on-one, -on -one. Hughes, too much speed. We mentioned this in the first term. Jarks has been pretty good today, he's stuck to his task well. But uh, Hughes, too quick on that occasion. The kick was a good one. Now, Pope, Mal has just gone uh, around the back of the fence to the tents. He's probably having a pray, is he? Yeah, well, perhaps. Has, well, he uh, won't have to pray because his side are near on, well, 11 goals, one in front. And they have given uh, the Queenbian time. Is this a couple of boys having a rub down? Thanks for that, Mal. As Hughes lining up for his second today. Kicks on its way. They're clapping it behind the goals. That's his second and his 34th goal of the season as the Southport Sharks extend their lead. It's 17 goals, 12, 114. The Queanbeyan Tigers are very sad and sorry. Five goals, 11, 41. Ten goal scorers today for the Southport Sharks by my count. You might have a few more than me, but uh, it is interesting. When you get that sort of spread of goal scoring, you, you're very, very hard to beat because whilst we know that Jarks hasn't got the leg speed to go with Hughes, even if you had someone to go with Hughes, they've had Baxter, Milani, Knight, all being able to score multiple goals and uh, and just, you know, really put the sword to the Tigers today. Oh. As Joloff running backwards, he's taking the ball into defence here. Now he tries to hack it off the ground instead of bending over to pick it up. And they will eventually work it out. As the hand pass goes back, they, oh, they get it down low off the ground, so the turnover is affected. Right in front of the Maria Slater travel, and I'll tell you what, a few of the boys would not like to be travelling to or from training on Monday night, as you said, because it's going to be a work-off. Curlin, who's been playing all right up forward with a good delivery to the big Cav, but when the Cav takes the mark, centre wing, far side of the ground, you know he's not in scoring range. No, he's had to work pretty hard today, Cav. Hasn't had much support. The ball really hasn't got down there with any, any method at all. But unfortunately, when he did have the opportunities, now we're critical at the time, 
he couldn't put them away. This kick uh, is going to be... Oh, oh, Neil Irwin, I think, was worried about what might be coming. Picked up now by Jarks. Jarks gets it to Swan. It's two on one. If the ball stays in, the, oh, he goes around... Swan has the, got uh, the Queen Mary. absolutely no turning circle. No, picked up now. Irwin gets it to Griggs. Worked hard. Good hands to Watts. Again, he's converged by three Sharks. The handball wasn't good. That should be too high. And Swan... You may have had an average sort of afternoon, but you worked pretty hard there. Goes to Griggs. Very rarely gets tackled, does Will Griggs. Goes down the line. Oh, nearly a mark there by Quaid. Dropped. Ball comes to ground. This is where the Sharks have been really good. Picked up now by Knight. Gets it by hand to Daniel. Daniel, switch a play to Skipper Wise. Wise just slows things down a little bit. They're in no rush whatsoever, nor they need to be. Picked up now. Seddon takes the mark from the kick of Wise. By foot goes to Milani. He's been impressive in the second half, has Milani. He's kicked three. And he will now kick it down the line. Grandstand, half forward line. Good body work there. That's just very smart football by Baxter. He's uh, a very good player, this bloke. Baxter now. Goes towards the uh, forward 50. Hughes again. Will he have the pace for Jarks? Can he keep it in? He can't. Otherwise, I reckon he was off to the races. And the ball goes out of bounds. Right forward pocket for the Southport Sharks. Game over here at Derry Farmers Park was over quite some time ago. 17 goals, 12 to the Sharks. 5 goals, 11 to the Queanbeyan Tigers. As the Tigers will get a relieving free kick from defence. Yeah, wish Wilson caught with the ball there, making no effort to clear it. So, Sharks, he gets the clearing kick away to King. King, smallest man on the ground, I think, as his kick over the top. Goes to overs, spills over his hands, goes back in. Jarks gets a good bump on Hughes at the critical time. It's uh, uh, it's not Jensen, is it? Yeah, it is Jensen. So my apologies. Jensen makes the kick to overs this time, and the mark is taken as his kick is further forward, just backwards of centre wing. The work up and get it to Bo Watts. Watts getting a feel for senior football. Uh, the kick is over the top of Kavanagh in front of the scoreboard Cav has to go back and he slings his man over the boundary line and will have a throw in right in front of the actual scoreboard which is a tale of woe for the Tigers this afternoon 17-12-114 the Southport Sharks over the Tigers 5-11-41 minutes now of game time in the final term and the Tigers look to have a rare inside 50 Ball goes to the forward line. Stevens can't take the mark again. It's uh, numbers there to the Sharks. It's a chip kick, and this could be the captain in Wise. Confident enough to take a bounce. No, it's not Wise. It's Davis. Davis gets it by hand. Goes great pick up there by Van der Verken. Love saying that. <laughs> Milani, he's got uh, the run of the football. Just barges straight through Jarks. Great work by Jarks. That's a fantastic effort by Roy Jarks. Milani took him on. It was like two balls going head on together. And, and Irwin's giving him a mouthful too. Yeah, I think Irwin should just concentrate on getting the ball. He's sized down by, uh, what, 12 goal. Not time for that sort of stuff. Ball's now in the hands of Dickinson. Dickinson now. Just a chip kick to Overs. Overs. Got some time. How's the kick? Not really good. Straight at the feet of James Kavanagh. Picked up by Screech. Screech gives it by hand. They're just playing with the Queanbeyan Tigers here. Knight. He's been very good this afternoon. Goes in board. Mark taken by Burge. Another good player for Southport. We could be here all day talking about their good players, Craig. Mm -hmm. Handball by Keel. 
They're just working quietly through the middle of the ground. Picked up now by Pope. Eventually the long kick comes in. Oh, good work there by Hughes. Did everything bar take the mark. Ball comes to ground. He butters up. Great tackle by Jarks. He stuck to his task today, has Roy Jarks. Picked up by Dickinson. Dickinson gets the kick towards Quaid. Goes with the one mitt. Hard to take in these conditions. Again, the ball will be coming straight back into the forward line for Southport. Ball goes in there. Mark nearly taken by flag. Was he impeded? No, said the umpire. Picked up by Conroy. Conroy kicks it. Uh, handballs to Danaher. Danaher kicks long. Bo Watts is, there, Watts is there for the Queenland Tigers. Goes to ground. That allows Knight just to chip the ball over. Picked up by Van der Verken. Goes towards the pocket. Beautiful pass. Mark take on what's he done there? He just scrubbed it to the goal square that was vacant. Hughes oh. kicks off the ground and hits the post. Oh, I've got it as a 68 point ball game. Mel, what do you take of it down there at ground level? The first score since the six minute mark of the final term. Yeah, it's actually 74 yeah. grade, but anyway, ball oh, is in the hands of Irwin. Those teams are getting a bit tired in the last quarter. <laughs> Stick to the big uh, fella Waymouse back on. Yeah, that's good to see from a South Point point of view. Manny now. Kicks the ball in front of Kirkwood. Good mark. Keeps the momentum going. Kick short to Cavi. Oh, he finally takes it on the third attempt. He's going to be kicking from outside 50, and he hasn't kicked well today. He was filthy on himself at half time. Kicks short. Pretty much comes off the face of Stevens, only because it got the nick off Burge. Southport will get the ball out of defence again. Oh, no, they don't. Kick straight towards Kavanagh. Kavanagh turns around on the 50. Works hard. Wheels around on the right boot. Kick is high. Wide. Not very handsome. And the mark has been taken by Davis. Davis takes his time to get up off the ground. He looks around. The uh, He's got flag short. Oh, Benny King steals it like a thief in the night. Gives it to Fruin. Fruin kicks across the body and kicks across the face of goal. Oh, he's kicked the goal. He's kicked it. All right. I thought the goal umpire worked a long way across. Mel Fruin gets his second. We had him dropped here in the first quarter. Yeah, he still should be. Yeah, I'm not touching that one. Unfortunately for Fruin, I think I'd discuss it with you guys at halftime. He's very, very good when the team's up and running and he can link uh, up with the play. But when it comes to getting down and dirty... He's just not that type of player. And on a day like today against the best team, probably in the whole of the, uh, oh, the two Northern Territory Thunder, with the exception of when they have to play their Tiwi Islanders, they are a pretty good side. Not disputing that, but right now Southport lead all comers in the Northern League. So they are the best team at the moment. Whether they win the grand final or not is, is another story. But free kick to the Queanbeyan Tigers, King. Going to go short to Danaher. No doubt Danaher's, Danaher's work rate's been good. Unfortunately, he's got all his stats pretty much behind uh, the centre of the ground. Kavanagh can't take the mark. Gets a free kick, though. And unfortunately, he is going to be too far out. Plays on. Why can't he play on? He was around the back of the mark. Umpire says you can't. And James Kavanagh could not uh, fool the umpire with that one. And he has the ball just outside 50. Near on 17 minutes gone. In this last term, Kavanagh has not kicked a goal today. Would like to know the last time that occurred. He's not going to get one with this attempt either. It's going to fall short. Goes to the back of the pack. Picked up there by Daniel. Daniel goes short and the mark has been taken for Southport. They'll switch it. They've done this very well all day. Ball's now in the hands of Milan. 
Got a loose play here on the wing, and that's marked there by Devine. Devine now. Half-back line, grandstand side here at Dairy Farmers Park. 17 goals, 13 plays, 6-11. Swan gets in the way of the lead of Milani, and Milani's been very impressive in this second half. Didn't call him that often in the first half, we've got to say, Cray, but he's definitely come to the fore after half-time. Yeah, flag's gone on the ball here too. Just working with overs as the throw-in takes place in front of the interchange gates. Tapped down by Weymouth, gets it to Kiel, who has players stand off him, so he gets a clearing kick up towards Hughes, who's just outside of the 50 metre arc and we'll have a throw in you're shaking your head Mal that was just ball watching at it's finest there throwing to take place well unfortunately that's what they've been doing all day mm. throwing to take place 51 metres away from the Queenby attacking goal Irwin gets in front but can't get his hand on it it's eventually come up to Curlin Curlin's kicking it the wrong way now and uh, I think that's just uh, sums up the day as it's the one-two hand pass combination bombs up into the air and uh, the ball falls down into the hands of Jolliffe Jolliffe kicks towards centre wing but Daniel will pull in a tough mark there and centre wing directly in front of the grandstand and he's kicked it straight into the smother of the man on the mark in Ryan Quaid. So this game has deteriorated into uh, what is probably we would have expected just a, a dour and dirty struggle, but uh, there have been some flashy skills, particularly in that third term as Weymouth gets the punch away. 19-minute mark of the final term, about to go into time on, and really, as you said before, we only really want this game to end as quickly as possible now. Yeah, it can't come soon oh, enough for the Queen. Sorry, it's in the wrong part of the ground for you. It's OK, Stevens has got it. He He's does. in the uh, back pocket. He goes over the top, gives it to Jarks. Jarks has had a tough job all day working on Hughes, a man who's just outpaced into the contest, but he's tried to be body on body with him throughout the day. He goes up the centre wing, pack flies. No way Quaid is going to beat off five, but at the back of the pack, Griggs. Griggs just gives a palm off onto Knight, now kicks to the corridor. He set a task for the Tigers. Are they good enough? Fruinovza runs it, punched away in defence by Mills, and getting back to it, I think that was King, who has a kick towards Franchi. Franchi wheels around, kicks across the body. He might have got his second of the afternoon. Paul Franchi, well, he bombed one in from the centre square in the third term and now here's Lux of Fortune, Johnny on the spot kicks across his body, you didn't like it Niso, oh, but don't. he gets a goal. No, no, there's just far too many Queanbeyan Tiger players haven't put their hand up when it was uh, needed the most and unfortunately uh, there's been a lot of them, uh, there has been enough Queanbeyan Tiger players sharing the workload, it's been left to the usual suspects of Conroy and Danaher and Griggs and they've really had no support and it's all well and good for Fruin to walk off the ground kicking two goals, France kicking two goals but if they're really serious about their own game I do hope they analyse it properly and realise they really, you know, some of the players haven't contributed enough today. Mm. Alright, uh, injury concern for Southport as uh, it is Davis who just comes off holding his groin so that is a disappointing outcome for the Sharks as Quay goes with a long hand pass backwards, gets it into the hands of Danaher who bombs this one up to the goal square now Franchi, uh, sorry, Fruin just wrestling with Pope and it's through for a behind. I make it a 61 point ball game now guys. 
but I'm sure no, I am you wrong. are spot. You know, you are spot on, mate. You've done well. You spent about the last ten minutes working that out. Yes, <laughs> I did indeed. As Dickinson gets the rebound, here is the Southport Sharks just bombed it into the centre. He finds Cav, but Cav's 65 metres away from goal. Tries to go in. Overs will get it on the bounce as it went through the hands. Gives it to uh, Dare Quaid. Quaid, hand pass off, but the kick was appalling, and the Southport just clean it up off their back line and now start to run forward once again. Seddon gets the ball to the half-back line, goes towards Mallon. Mallon, just too easy. Oh, good work there by King for the Tigers. Picked up now by Jolliffe, tackled immediately, gets it by hand. Kick off the ground is safe, and it goes over the line for a boundary throw-in. Pretty much in front of us here, at the commentary position up high in the Dairy Farmers Park grandstand. Weymouth will be rucking and he wins the tap. Not uh, sure he was rucking against Bryce, I think it was. I think it was Bryce, too. Yeah, interesting call there. No, it might even be Walsh. Young Walsh was in the ruck there. Yeah, okay. Walsh. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mal, another guy with one of those indiscriminate hairdos. Get us Campbell back on the ground, for goodness sake. Walsh and uh, Swan and Bryce have very similar hairdressers. Anyway, Weymouth doesn't have to worry about a hairdresser. He hasn't very, very got much hair. Picked up now by Crawford. Good work there. Overs. Goes to ground. Gets back up again. Like a jack-in-a-box. Oh. King handles the boot of a Southport player in Wish Wilson. That was wishful thinking. Picked up now. Eventually, Stevens gets it. Where will this go? It's got to go to Mitchie Danaher. Doesn't hit the target. Danaher's got a little bit of time. Needs a shepherd here from Irwin. Gets it. Finally, we've seen our second shepherd, I think, for the afternoon. Danaher goes inboard to Conroy. Conroy takes the mark. Grandstand wing. Goes out wide. Franchi takes the mark. Plays on immediately. Gets onto his left boot. Goes towards Kavanagh. Gets a free kick. Hardly gets one. Yeah, gee, there's some interesting free kicks given to forwards these days. That'll have been play on in my day. But James Kavanagh has his opportunity to break his duck for the afternoon and add to his impressive 44 goals for the season. 23 minutes into the last term, can James Kavanagh kick the Tigers' eighth goal? That's a nicer-looking kick by James Kavanagh. Where was that in the second term? Queenland Tigers get their eight. It's eight goals, 12-60, well behind the Southport Sharks. 17-13, 1-1-5, 55 points the margin here at Derry Farmers Park. Yeah, interesting. That was the sort of kick I was trying to get him to kick. Yeah, in the second term we needed those. He had two attempts at it in the second term and uh, couldn't nail them. But unfortunately for the Tigers, it's too little, too late. And they're going to walk away off this ground here with a pretty uh, comprehensive defeat here. Yeah, what's that? Two goals. That's set the young fellow uh, Walsh a task here in the ruck against Weymouth. Mm. Yeah, Weymouth gets it down, but good second effort that time by the youngster in Walsh who gets the ball inside 50. Daniel gets back for the Southport Sharks. He'll get it on the 1-2 and now try and clear the ball as his kick. Only as far as King keeps it at ground level. Have to go back. Daniel gets it again. Hand pass through the chain. Eventually to Burge. Burge goes wide out towards the scoreboard. Gets it into the hands now of Crawford who pumps it up to centre wing for Southport. A good fist from behind from Irwin and uh, Too high, I please. thought that was a high tackle umpire didn't uh, diving on the ball that time Conroy to just make a contest Kings through again kicking it hard but it's punched out of bounds right in front of the scoreboard 
And the Queanbeyan Tigers want that scoreboard to be cleared as quickly as possible. 25-minute mark of the final term, Niso, and it's 17-13, 115 to 8-12-60. Yeah, can't be long to go on this game here. Look, credit to the Queanbeyan Tigers. They've won the quarter, and they would have uh, wanted to do so during the huddle. Kavanagh can't find the handle, goes back at it again. Player goes to ground, picked up now by Daniel, gets it by hand. Kick comes out, but it's, oh, it might have been a falcon there by King. Ball's in the hands now of the Queanbeyan Tigers, trying to work it by hand. Someone just need to grab the handle and kick the ball forward. Very scrappy at the moment. Ball again at the ground, comes out now. Griggs kicks it high, wide, not very handsome. And the ball has come off hands, has it? No, it did go out of bounds on the full. And the relieving free kick will be from Southport. Again, they've got a loose man lurking in the goal square in Merritt. He goes long, good pass and good hands by Baxter. Baxter's been quiet in this uh, second half, but still four goals in the first half. Set them up quite nicely. Thank you very much. They go back to centre-half back, looking forward. Umpire says to play on now. His kick is going to go to Weymouth. It was a shocker off the boot, but unfortunately for Walsh, he just lost his man, and Weymouth took a good chess mark. Weymouth oh, looks to load up there. It was a, a vertical torpedo. It's going to be tapped back towards Flag. It tries to break the tackle. Oh, intercepted nicely by King. Gives the ball by hand to Jarks, who kicks it towards the boundary line. Umpire says that's the end of hostilities after 26 and a half minutes in the final term. Southport Sharks take a 55-point victory. In the end, it is a 17-13-115 to the Tigers. Eight goals, 12 behinds, 60. Malprentice at ground level, your thoughts? Well, I think it was pretty uh, evident early in the game that Southport boys just too much leg speed. Whilst it was raining in the first quarter, the Tigers were able to keep up pretty well, but once the rain stopped in the uh, second quarter, they got away a little bit, and then that third quarter they just blew them straight out of the water with, uh, I think it was eight goals to maybe one. That was when the game was over. Credit to the Tigers in the last quarter. They fought it out, did kick three goals to two, but uh, soundly beaten by a fitter side, probably. Well, I don't know if you're going to go over there and try and speak to either Pav or Cade Klimke, but uh, Niso, you'll go through the goal scorers, I'm sure, and uh, give us some of your thoughts. Yeah, goal scorers this afternoon, we mentioned during the call, there's plenty of them for Southport. They definitely shared the workload. Four to Baxter, three to Milani, two to Knight, two to Hughes, and one apiece to Screech, Wish Wilson, Flag, set on Burge and Mullan number 47. For the Queenie Tigers, not as many, and uh, it was two apiece to Fruin and Franchi and Griggs and singles to James Kavanagh and Bryce. So, not many goal scorers to talk about for the Queenie Tigers. They just struggled to find key players at key moments of the match. And uh, you know, you can talk about James Kavanagh not nailing those two before half-time, but really... That wasn't the difference in this game, though. No, really it was that 15-minute burst after half-time where Southport Sharks kicked seven goals. And if you have a look at the game as a whole, they kicked three goals in the first six minutes of the game and then kicked seven goals in the first 15 minutes of the second half. That's ten goals in 21 minutes of football. And what was the final margin? 55 points. There's a game in, in those... Uh, in that 21 minutes. 
Yeah, it's uh, Southport coming off the ground. They were hardened by the fact they lost by one point to Redlands in that Northern Conference last weekend. And uh, this weekend they've come down here to Canberra. Conditions certainly not what they're used to temperature-wise, uh, but they've come away with the points. And I don't know if a Eastern Conference team has taken a victory against a Northern Conference team yet. Uh, it was only last week when was it uh, last Asprey week? Okay. So was it As Asprey or Asprey, whatever they're called? Asprey. Yeah, they beat them last week quite comfortably. So that's a first. There hasn't been any other team this year. Yeah. And looking at what we've seen today, and uh, I mean, you have a look at the uh, the Northern competition ladder. They've got Morningside on the bottom of the ladder and they beat Port Adelaide. Yep, and Foxtel Cup. Mal's just stalking down the coach of the Southport Sharks, so we'll see if Mal can get to him now as they're having a chat uh, as the coach and uh, I can't see who that is. Uh, it is actually Merritt who are having a chat there. So Mal Prentice, down to you straight away. Guys, we've got the Southport coach with us. You'd be pretty happy with that uh, victory, particularly the second half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty much full on the first half and tight game. And uh, the third quarter was terrific effort by our boys because uh, we watched their game last week and against the Swans and they played really well. And, you know, we knew it was going to be a contest. And I think the boys are pretty tired, even though the scoreboard showed a reasonable win. I don't think it was like that. They spread very well. They're a young side, and I thought when we played them last year, they've got a lot of potential, and I still do. You were able to get back in defence and clog up their key forwards in Kavanagh in particular and Quaid. That was obviously a key for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think just working back is just the work rate of the midfield. Um, I, I think the two guys that played on those guys were pretty much perfect for the matchup. Uh, Mills, Mills was just a great player, you know, we lost our fullback, normal fullback through injury and we had to make a few changes and luckily for us it worked. What was said at half time, you obviously came out firing with eight goals in that third quarter. Oh, we, look, we thought we had a problem with slipping over because none of our guys have got screw-in stops and uh, they just sort of, when you get grounds this with a little bit of slipperiness on it, keeping our feet and trying to handball around corners and things wasn't working for us. So we just asked them to kick the footy and keep it moving forward at all costs and I think they did that pretty well. Alright, thanks for your time. Well done today. No pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much to uh, Mal Prentice there. Kate Klemke's got the team in a huddle. They haven't gone back to the rooms as yet. And, in fact, uh, looks like Robbie Thompson's got him out for some drills here because he's put the cones down. So they might be getting a bit of work even before the Magoos get out onto the ground, Niso. Yeah, well, there'll be a few that uh, probably need the work. So I didn't work hard enough in that two-hour slot just uh, that we've witnessed. But I've got some stats here for the Queanbeyan Tigers. It wasn't all bad. There were some pretty high scorers. But unfortunately for the Queanbeyan Tigers, it's the same three up the top of the stats department. Mitchie Danaher, he ended up leading all comers with 34. Toby Conroy had 33. And Will Griggs had 27. They are your three best players for the Queanbeyan Tigers. Nobody else outside of possibly Roy. Jars could put their hand up and say they had a very honest contribution today. Todd Dickinson had 23, Stevens had 20, particularly early when he had a lot of the ball, he wasted quite a few of them. King had 20, he tried hard, Kirkwood 19, Jolliffe 18, Bryce 18, Kavanaugh had 14, had a lot of football around the the wing and the, and the half-forward area, too far away from goals for, for James Kavanaugh, only got one today. Roy Jarks, I thought he battled very, very hard back there against all the numbers. The ball was in the uh, defensive zone for the Queanbeyan Tigers for a fair portion of the day, and his opponent, Hughes, 
They only kicked two goals. So I've, you've got to give Jark some credit. We were a bit worried about his leg speed, but his work rate was definitely there. And uh, I thought he was in the Tigers' top uh, four or five players. As we Boys, go down towards Kate now. Kate down here. Kate, probably not what you're looking for, particularly in the second half. Uh, look, look, it's uh, Southport are a really good side. Um, you know, they're, they're sitting uh, top of the table up in the Northern Conference. So we knew it was going to be a really tough battle. And it just, you know, four quarters, we really need to play four quarters of footy today. Um, and we've been, we've been seeing what we're doing week in, week out. We did it against the Swans. We, we let ourselves down in that first quarter against them. And it just shows in good sides. Um, when you play one bad a quarter, one bad quarter, Good sides will run away with it and they'll, they'll bang on goals and it makes it really hard for you. So that's something we've got to really fix up and work on, definitely. Yeah, like, again, a bit of a slow start today. Not as bad as last week against Sydney, but you were able to come back. But can you pinpoint anything in that third quarter that uh, you thought cost you? I think um, our desperation wasn't really there. I think I just think Southport come out and they just wanted to win the footy more than us. They wanted it more than us. They wanted to win more than us. I think our guys might have been happy just to play good footy. I don't know if they really wanted to, to win today. I don't know. Uh, we were thinking about next week too much. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, <clears throat> we're not going to take anything away from Southport because you know they really did come out that third quarter firing, and um, you know, they got they got some uh, really strong strong midfielders in there, and they really just hurt us in that in that centre bounce and uh, centre clearances. So you know we really need to work on you know. When sides do get on a bit of a on a run, we need to we need to stop that. We can't just keep letting them kick goals. One of the things I noticed in the first half, a bit of panic football. I, I know you were urging them to slow it down a bit. Is that something you can work on? Um, I think I think it was probably my fault. I, I did say at the start of the game that uh, I wanted to play on quick and get the ball moving forward because we we knew that they liked to sit back and and get numbers back. Um, but probably we didn't get enough opportunities. We didn't really get enough ball in our hands or we weren't winning enough of it to really just play on quickly. So, yeah, we, at times we had to just have to hold it up just, just to get control of the game, slow the tempo down, um, and which we did that first half. But probably that third quarter we just didn't get enough of the footy just to really slow it down for us. Doesn't get any easy next week, Ainsley, at Ainsley. Are you likely to get anyone back? Um, well, hopefully it was um, I think Benny Klemke... Uh, should be right for next week, and I'm also an uh, opportunity to play next week as well. All right, well, I'll certainly help. Thanks for your time today. No worries. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much to Mal Prentice. Uh, Cade seems to be able to sum up the situation extremely well. Every time I speak to him, half-time, quarter-time huddles, and oh, after those, he has a great grasp of what he wants his football team to do. Um, at the moment, as he said, he can't get them to do it for the full four quarters and that one quarter costs them every time. Yeah, look, there's no doubt you could sense the disappointment in, in his voice then. He's bitterly disappointed with the way the uh, the boys played today. And you're talking about four quarter performances. It was, what, 40 minutes of football last week against the Swans. It was probably 25, 30 minutes of football today. And you just can't afford to play in uh, in fits and starts against the best teams in the competition because they will make you pay because, you know, they, they're coming against really good sides more often than not in this competition. The competition has definitely improved again since last year and nearly week in, week out you are playing against some pretty good opposition. But the Queanbeyan Tigers were taught a lesson today and uh, look, it's a learning curve. They're a young group. 
they're definitely building something here at the Queensland Tigers and Cade Klemke's got them going in the right direction. Let's not forget, this is a club that had four wins last year. They're sitting on seven so far in the first 11 rounds, so maybe our expectations are a little bit too high because they have had a reasonably favourable draw at the start of the season too, but you know they're now coming against some of the heavyweights, and they're just not quite at that level just yet. They're another 12 months away from that. Mm. Now, Prentice, final thoughts before we hand it back to the studios at QBN FM. Well, might be uh, having a... Uh, oh, no, he's about ready for us. Your final thoughts now, Mal. 